the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Welcome to Chaos Day. And the reason I call it Chaos Day is it's locker clean-out day currently right now as we speak and as we record this show. And uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs had all the reporters show up there for 9 a.m. It's 11.23 as of my voice right now. And they've done three total interviews. Uh, One with Tavares, one with Giordano, and one with O'Reilly. And the Giordano interview happened roughly just a little before 10. So they had to wait 45 minutes for him. And then another hour later, O'Reilly appeared. And then 15 minutes after that, Tavares appeared. So things are going well. And we've also found out today Mm. that They've always had an issue starting on time. Yeah, that's a good point. Brendan Shanahan will not be speaking to the media today. Uh, He'll be speaking later this week, supposedly. Now... We will have more on that a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about the good things in life. Yeah. And the good things in life are winning a signed Chris Pronger jersey, courtesy of Sports Interaction. Woo! And I just want to say a big congratulations to Brandon Jubran. Brandon, whose name, first name, rhymes with his last name. Brand Jubran. A little bit. Uh, he wins the he wins the two hundred fifty dollars Chris Pronger jersey. I mean, that's one of those Eminem uh, uh, rhymes. Yeah, you know where that's Eminem? an awfully hot coffee pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I can rhyme anything. I take my orange and kick off the door hinge. <laughs> Man, that sixty minutes interview yeah. is is just a blessing. It's a classic. Um, Roger Mack, uh, you came in second. You get a two hundred fifty dollars SDPN voucher for SDPN merch, and Mike Leonard. Uh, Maple Syrup Mike, $100 SDPN voucher for SDPN merch. Congratulations to everybody. Uh, That is something we had a lot of fun with, and I would love to bring that back uh, more often next year, and I think that's what we're going to do. Maybe even for the Stanley Cup Finals. Who knows? So we'll see what... uh, We'll talk to Sports Interaction, see what's going on, and we'll get those daily picks I'm signing in. I'm signing in so I can brag. Where did we finish in the last game? Oh, Do you guys have it? Oh, God. I'll pull it up. I don't even want to know. I'm still laughing at that's an awfully hot coffee Is that the funniest line that he ever... (laughs) Remember, he's in the... He's in the... He's in the parking garage, and there's just a bunch of people behind him watching him. And he actually says that, and everybody's like, yeah, this is cool. I'm like, it's not. Stop it. There was a tweet that's like... What? What? Well... In in last of the third, so there was 1,236 entries for Dangle Picks. 1,236. Okay. I scored five total points. Oh, so okay. I'm 892. Uh, Steve just edged me out at 883. Oh. Uh, with six points. And Jesse, motherfucking Blake. Let's go. 306. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, that, that whole thing was a uh, NSIA uh, sports interaction idea. And that was a really great idea to them. So thank you guys for... Coming up with that great idea, and we're going to be doing it more. Every game in the Tampa, Florida series, except for game number one, I beat you guys. Every game. Wait, 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 wait. Say that one more time. Adam won game number one. Mm-hmm. And then every game after that, I finished ahead of the two of you. In the Panther series. <laughs> Except for the one I forgot to make my picks. Oh. Or I didn't submit it or whatever. So I guess that's... Ah, sounds like an excuse. So uh, I think I won the most games there. You boys. did. You did. Well, you did. Well, Too bad you didn't put anything on it. You, you I, I, made, I made a couple bets that the they Leafs. all lost because I bet on the Leafs. Oh, man. <laughs> I am going to talk to Sports Interaction today, actually, 
about this. And it's a very real thing. So look, look for it on the website. I want to know what the odds are that this management group is still here. And I don't just mean like, <laughs> yes or no, here are the odds. I want to know person by person. So I want to know Shani. I want to know Dubas. I want to know Pridham, who apparently is on the Calgary Flames radar, although they have not officially asked for permission to speak with him for their GM job. That's such a nothing report. I can't wait to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, I mean, we can talk about it right now. Sure. So the Flames apparently like Brandon Pridham and are going to ask permission. But so, they haven't asked permission yet. Do you see how far that is away from being a thing that matters? The, the Flames are preparing yep. to ask for permission to speak to a person who they may not get but any permission to even speak to any reporter worth their salt is going to engage the Toronto audience oh, whenever possible. I don't fault Frank Saravalli for reporting that. I'm just saying it's barely a thing. Yes. Let me read the sentence from the art, from the hockey news. So David Alter just rounded up the, what was happening. David Alter. And the That's report is Frank Saravalli reports that the flames intend to seek permission to speak to Pridham. They intend to seek permission. That's, uh, you know, in high school, I <laughs> intended to seek permission to take Rachel McAdams to prom. Mm -hmm. And uh, it didn't work out that way. I'm sorry that, that, it, that it didn't. Me too. Um, so Michael Bunting is now speaking to uh, the reporters. Uh, so we'll work backwards on this. We'll do a little Tarantino. He says he, had, he has not had any contract talks with the Leafs during the season. And that... Um, uh, that he will leave it to his agent. Okay. Yeah, he's he's gone. Of course he's gone. <laughs> yeah, there's no room for he's him. He's gone. Yeah. I, I just adored everyone saying, oh, I bet he, you bet he what? Takes a, Let's all grow up. He's not taking a Let's a be discount. adults here. Why would Bunting take a discount? It, no, it's guys no who already have money that take a discount. Yeah. It, no, and they, uh, no, they don't. Well, not, not in Toronto, they don't. Like very rarely, like in their, when they're north of 35, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Giordano, you, you notice, Giordano took a discount. Yeah. You notice how Mark Giordano wasn't a Leaf five years ago? Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> do you guys? Simmons too. Remember off the top of your head Spetson? how much Michael Bunting made this season? Nine hundred uh, grand. Yeah. Nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Good for him. Players who made more money than Michael Bunting this season. Oh, everyone. Sam Lafferty. No. Noel Achari. David Kampf. Callie Yarncroke, Alexander Kerfoot, everybody who played below him in the lineup. Kerfoot made almost four times what Bunting made. That's ridiculous. Bunting <laughs> is wildly underpaid this entire season. He deserves yeah. to go get a paycheck. This is his no, moment in life. I bet he's going to take less dollars. Again. Like, you go get millions of dollars, human being. I yeah. want you to go <laughs> do that. A dude you know? who had to fight and claw to be able to afford AAA hockey. Yeah, come on. He's, like, he, he's. I don't want him to take a discount to stay here. No, just as a person. No, no. Go get your money. Yeah, make your so, money, man. I yeah. mean, I yeah. I want every player to take league minimum to stay with the Leafs. Uh, but I no longer expect anybody to. Anybody to. And by the way, that should have died with the Zach Hyman. Contract. It's not the player's job to do that. It's the GM's job to uh, make it work, man. It's becoming a tougher and tougher sell. Come here, cause what? You'll win? Stop. <laughs> Shut up. Just, just. All right, so let me, let me run you through what we know about the other quotes. And I'm also gonna run you through just some of the headlines that have been posted. And just a heads up throughout this, this episode, 
um, we are going to have to jump into stories if big quotes come out. And I understand uh, there's a lot of people tweeting this morning like, I hate the quotes. I hate this. Uh, let me guess. They learned something this year. And I get it. But we still got to talk about it. <laughs> There's some um, good questions being asked. There are good questions being asked, yeah. and the answers are going to be duds because these are NHL players. Uh, the only time there's going to be a good story, I think, is Kyle Dubas. I think that's the interview that everybody's waiting on. Um, so let's talk about what Tavares was asked. And it's not going to be an entirely Leaf show because... Uh, All the Oilers. Don't worry. They're coming. Oh, and there's another team I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Remember I texted you before the show? You just tell me. They're a flightless bird? Tell me again. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. That'll be next. So Tavares on how he would react. This is from David Alter. Ostrich. Tavares on how he would react if asked ostrich. to move his no. Sorry. He said ostrich. We're, we were talking. We ostrich, not bar. ostrich. Do your no. thing. We're, we're talking about uh, Tavares on how he would react if asked to uh, move off of his no move clause. His quote is, I love it here. And I've made a commitment to being here. I love it here. And he says he takes the captaincy very seriously. Uh, people are going to be mad that that question was even asked. That's a great question. That mm -hmm. is that is a a hundred percent valid. You should be asking that question, and the Leafs need to be asking that question internally. Not because John's not a great captain, but we're four years now in relatively the same space, um, and we all again, it's you know, people are comparing the Leafs and the Oilers' losses, and we could talk about this a little bit later. Um, I I, I feel like at least the Oilers. Uh, are there? I think they're in a much different spot. Don't mm -hmm. you think? You don't think so? I do. I do. I just like okay. their weaknesses are obvious. The Oil least ones are less obvious. So are we doing the Oilers? Oh, we are doing the right Oilers. now. No, not right no. now. No, not oh. right now. Okay. No, because uh, that'll yeah, be the nice. I want, I want to go for a little. Uh, Joseph Wool run through the field. Joseph Wool will not be available. Uh, to speak to the media because he is getting ready to play for the Marlies. Uh, in, oh, no way. Yeah, so he's yeah. going going back and playing oh. in the playoffs there, which is great. Get I didn't experience. know. Where are they? <laughs> they're, they're in the second round at yeah. least. Okay. I, I, oh, okay. I think they're down 0-2. And they're against, ah. and it's a, it's a four. It's, they it's, beat Utica. It's a seven-game series. Okay. Yeah, so. they, they beat the Utica Comets. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Rochester's got them down 2-0. Rochester and Americans. It's only a second round. Yeah. Oh, okay. But okay. it's a four. It's a sorry, seven game series now. So it, it right, it's not five, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like the first round is best of five. It is seven. Seven. I was, I was gonna say like if it's fucking semifinals, we should go to a game or something. Absolutely, like I would go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can go to games now. Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, Ryan O'Reilly was the first. Or sorry, after Giordano, Ryan. O there wasn't many like great Giordano quotes, so I won't get into them. He was Ryan O'Reilly was the first to speak uh, outside of Giordano. And he said he's got some decisions to make. He said he hasn't given it much thought um, as to what he's looking for in free agency. He called Toronto an amazing organization. Uh, and he said where they went wrong in the series against Bobrovsky is they were not hard on hard enough on him early in the Florida series. Hmm. And they allowed him to get established. And I think if you watch the series, you would agree with that. Pretty hard to disagree with that. Yeah. Also, they were up. You know, I, so I, I did a radio hit this morning, and it was uh, the question was, where was this series won and lost? They had a 2 nothing lead after the first period of game one. And the Panthers, or no, sorry, it was a 2-1 lead, but they did have a 2 nothing lead. And the Panthers ran them the fuck over in the first, I don't know, 90 seconds? Of the second of period. Of the second period. And, and they lost the game there. Yeah, they, they lost the game there. They, they let Bobrovsky get established after making him look like a bump. I had somebody say in the Tampa series that the Leafs 
starting early and how important that was. They told me, oh, that's cliched hockey talk. That's That doesn't mean anything. It's not real. And I understand that point of view to a point, but that 90 seconds in that second period uh, is a textbook definition of a team that does not start on time. Like, here's what I'd love to see. They never got it back. You know what I would really love to see? I would love to know the analytics of the fir- of the Leafs starting you know, of, of of them, at least in the first five minutes of every period all season? That's such a good question. That's such a good question. And I I know it's a small sample size, but you have like 100, you have 100 games, games to work with. With three periods each. Over 90 games to work with. The first two minutes and the last two minutes of every period. I'd love to know. That's fascinating. You want to make a pile of money? You may want to make a pile of money. Make it available publicly or or like Patreon or whatever and make make it a sliding scale. Like something that's like, okay, I want to know how they were in minute seven. I want to know how they were two minutes seven from minute from zero to seven minutes. Because that matters. Of course it matters. It matters. Well like, it's it's like it's like when people say it's like, oh well they scored the most goals in the NHL in the second period. That those are relevant stats sure, to teams. Sure. Look at Calgary. They couldn't win a game in overtime. It matters. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I I would love to know what those stats are. I'd love to know what the expected goals are. Honestly, that's a lot of labor, like to to gather that information. And but I but it. I do think it helps if we, if we're going to talk about uh, like because analytics I think are extraordinarily valuable. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to talk about it, I do think it's important to isolate the parts of the game where the Leafs are not in it. You could show me the deserve to win a meter, and I and I will agree that yes, the Leafs deserve the overall picture. But if you play like shit for 90 seconds and allow a couple goals at the beginning of the second period in the in game one, that's the whole game. They lost the game after that. There were no goals after like, that. Like, uh, uh, somehow be able to illustrate um, they're a good team the vast majority of the time, and they give up more fire drills than other teams. Yeah, like, is just, there any way to do that? That there is, and I think it would require... A lot of legwork, not just in terms of gathering the information, but also programming mm-hmm. uh, for a website. But you, yeah, you could definitely find that information. Je- Jesse's looking at something. Does oh, I'm just looking at uh, first period stats. Yeah, so like they can isolate by period. Yeah, I want by you minute. want you want like first five minute by yeah. minute. Who was the best team in the 15th minute of the second period? Uh, I, I want to know. But don't you think that's kind of like. It's relevant. I I think it's it's fun too. Isn't that the whole point of stats? Aren't they supposed to be fun? Well, and that would be fun. It's like this is the worst fifteen minute team ever. There's valuable information there. Like maybe like if you can prove that there is a minute, however random, uh, that a team is regularly weak, you can expose that. Right? It's I don't know. It's that's well, and, interesting. And, and you know that the daggers are. Early in the period, late in the period goals. So if you know you're playing a team that's bad early and late in the period, the Leafs have no focus early mm-hmm. and have no focus late. We've seen it. And I'm sure many other teams deal with this too. I just watch the Leafs the most closely. There's, there's no good time to give up a goal. But, but those one hurt you those ones hurt you mentally the most. Yes. So I would be I would love to know. Here, you want the, you want these period stats? Give it sure. something interesting. There's an outlier here. Um there's two outliers. So in the scoring by period for the Toronto Maple Leafs this season, they, the regular season, the regular season, yeah, all eighty-two games. Uh, in terms of the periods, they've scored eighty-two in the first, one hundred eight in the second, eighty-one in the third. Their opponents scored sixty-three in the first, sixty-nine in the second, seventy-nine in the third. 
So they're outscoring their opponent by a considerable amount each period. Yes. Um, second period, obviously, they're dominating. Third yes. period is a little closer because they're usually up. Leading. Yes. Yeah. They haven't trailed much in, over the course of the regular season. Where there's kind of a bit of an outlier is their home splits in the first period versus their opponent, where they have scored 36 goals this regular season at home in the first period, and their opponent has also scored 36 goals. It's, they don't. <laughs> you're seeing what you're seeing. They don't start games well, especially at home. What is what is it about home ice, especially in these playoffs, that was NyQuil to this team? So that contrast. So they've they've tied. They're even. They're yeah. they're a, they're a minus zero or a plus zero. They're too good to be even. At home versus their opponents in the first period. All other situations. They're 60 to 33 outscoring their opponent in the second period at home. They're 46 to 30 outscoring their opponent in the third period at home. Wow. Away. First period, they're 46 to 27. Wow. Second, it's, oh my God. Second period, they're 48 to 36. And here's the other outlier. In the third period on the road, their opponent has outscored them 49 to 35. Yeah, that's bad. So the two instances where the Leafs have not outscored their opponents in a particular period this season are at home in the first period where they tied their opponent and away in the third period where their opponent beat them by 14 points, Mm. 14 goals, I should say. And if you can isolate why that is, then you're a millionaire. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100% you're a millionaire. Yeah. Why can't they outscore their opponent in the first period at home? Yeah, the third period on the road, like, yeah. I get that. That's what you expect. That's the whole thing about home ice advantage. The first period mm-hmm. at home, literally show up on time at home. What's mm-hmm. the matter with you? And even the third period on the road, when you take the overall home and away splits, they win that battle. It's 81 to 79 in terms of total goals in the third period versus their opponent. Now, So it kind of balances out there. But at home you, versus their opponent in the first period, not good. Now you look at their home record and you go, well, Steve, there's nothing there because their home record was immaculate this season. And it was. But this team is obsessed with winning habits mm-hmm. and establishing winning habits. And that was a losing habit they weren't able to shake. Mm-hmm. The reason that they're so good at home is because of that second period split where they are 60 to 33 in goals versus mm-hmm. their opponent in the second period. They fucking come out like gangbusters in the second period after. Except for game one. <laughs> yeah, except for game one. Wow. Except for game one. The, the Panthers took two teams who were virtually unbeatable at home. What I'd love to know the rain, uh, not the Rangers, uh, the Bruins and Leafs combined home record this regular season. And the Panthers ate them alive in their <laughs> own building. Both of them, the Leafs yeah. and the Bruins, the Bruins one's crazier. Yeah. They, they got more wins off Allmark in seven games than the rest of the, at, at home than the rest of the league did in 82 games. It, Boston's real lucky that the Celtics are four wins away from the NBA Finals and that their market probably would be even harder on the Bruins right now based that, on that regular season. That but market's they got so stuff, ridiculous, they got dude. got stuff to talk about, you know? Like, when have you ever been sad for 12 months straight, Boston sports fans? <laughs> no. Like, one of the teams is just going to be good. <laughs> like, it's... When, when have you ever been... Like, if the Celtics don't win the championship, it's going to be like, well, my summer's ruined. Honestly. Fuck fuck off. Shut up. 
The you bar, don't know what misery is. The bar is so much different. Oh, no. They expect to win. Yeah. They expect, and they to, expect win. to win championships. Not just get to the finals. Not just semifinals. Leafs could be up 3 nothing in the Stanley Cup final. What's the mood in the city going to be like? Oh, Abject gosh. terror. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like actual panic. <laughs> People would go to the hospital driving off the road and say, I just... I just had to pull over it. <laughs> Sorry, there's a game tomorrow, and I'm really <laughs> dreading it. And like, fuck, it's just a complete difference in attitude. That's based in reality, by the way. Let me read you some headlines from around. I, I'm embarrassed by the Leaf schedule. By the way, we were so excited to be able to have these press conferences. Usually, these things don't take that long. Uh, it's oh, it's yeah. it's sort of embarrassing how long they're taking here. Uh, I don't know what's going on at Maple Leafs HQ, but. To be honest with you, I, I'm glad that we can be a little bit more openly critical right now because I think that things are a mess. I Adam, when were you more attentive? The first day of school or last? Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I went to Leafs Media Day. TikTok. You have eight minutes with these guys, and if you don't finish on time, <laughs> too bad they're gone. No, it's the last day of eight school. Eight minutes to finish this long for you. It's uh whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um Here's 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 just the headlines. Luke Fox from Sportsnet. How this era of Maple Leafs hockey came to an end. Myrtle, athletic. Amid chaos, getting Austin Matthews signed as a top priority. Jonas Siegel, athletic. Kyle Dubas should return as Leafs GM if he wants to stay, but not without changing. Down goes Brown. The Panthers offer the Maple Leafs a lesson, just not the one they wanted to hear. LeBron, also athletic. Maple Leafs crumble under the weight of expectations while Panthers fly free to the East Final. And then CJ has the last two here because we love CJ the most. Mm. Uh, sorry, other reporters. Uh, why Austin Matthews extension will dictate what the Leafs do next. And the other one, change is coming for the Leafs. But is it actually for the better? And he goes on to talk about in that article how it's going to be very tricky for them to put together a more talented team. And I know that he thought... That this was perhaps, and I, I agree with him on this one, it's probably the deepest Leafs team on paper we've ever seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, how could you, you can't look at, even last, like, you, you look at the team last year that took on Tampa versus this year, and they outplayed Tampa last year. If you take every Leafs team from 2013 through 2023, you take that decade of Leafs teams, I'm picking this one to win in a seven-game series versus all the other ones. This one, they're, the one, they're the one seed, you know? Yeah. Far and away. Far yeah. and away the best. Now, um, I I think it's Are not you saying the that there'd be a Leafs a Leafs Stanley Cup of failed Leafs teams. Yeah, <laughs> let's put it on. Let's put the bracket. Like, we should put a bracket be, challenge together. That might be a good uh, NHL twenty three. Oh my stream. god, that'd be a good sim, man. Yeah, oh my I might god. Sim it. Oh, that's you do it. It'll, be, it'll take me so long to put the rosters together. Oh. And you would have to take the player from the year. Yeah. Oh. Right. So you'd have to get all their stats. I could go back into each game and copy their ratings and everything, and then plug them in. Come on. Oh, nerds, <laughs> we need you, nerds. nerds. That would take several weeks. Oh yeah, that <laughs> no, would take a long time. It and would and take I, a long time. I think you know. I think for a lot of people, this is going to be hard. But the reality of the situation is, this era of of, of the Toronto Maple Leafs is over. Era. And and I think it. You've you've seen all you need to see, in my opinion, with Brendan Shanahan not being available to speak today. I have Oof. asked a couple of times off the air, and I don't know if I've asked on the air. Where is Brendan? Where are you? I saw was... him a couple times. A couple of times. Yes. In the box with Dubas. A couple of times. Mm -hmm. I hope he's okay. Like, to be honest. I, okay. Well, he's been around the team the whole time. 
we know that this is the thing right that's what at first it was like concern like is he I don't know, but then uh, when we found out he was in the building and just not visible, it was concerning. When times were good, you auspiciously, you saw, you saw Dubas, you saw Shanahan, you saw them on camera. And you might be saying, well, you're making too much of this, blah, blah, what do you know? Fair enough. You can say that, but I I do read into this. Brandon Shanahan, if, if nothing else, is extraordinarily deliberate in what he does. Great you, word. You can never say that Brendan Shanahan did something without planning it first. This is not a whimsical human being. This is a guy <laughs> who is a Hall of Famer with three rings who came to Toronto and said, we're going to get it done. That is his quote. Yep. And when when Dubis, when Lamorello uh, w- was in Toronto, uh, the three of them would be in the box together. When it was when Dubis was his handpicked guy and it was time for Lamorello to move along in 2018, it was the two of them. And it's been in the two of them in the box with their support staff ever since. And this year, suspiciously, with all of this riding on the line, he was no longer there. So I personally do read into that. Someone's got to do something bombastic here um, because... I can, well, the Leafs need change. Well, what about Shanahan? Well, no, not that. And Kyle, well, no, not that. And Pritam, well, no, not that. And Keefe, well, no, not that. And the core four. And then the core four, no, well, not no, them. not this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. Well, okay, so what? why should we expect anything to change? And and this is, but the big change to me, Brandon Shanahan always spoke on media day. So how is he not speaking? If he goes, though, so the president of the team leaving means. I didn't even get there yet. Well, do you think that he's not speaking because he's leaving? But it means, what does it mean? That's Change what I underneath him, right? So whether that's like what, here's what I think is, is potentially going to happen here. And it's going to be a real tough play publicly. Okay. A lot of Lee fans are going to hate it. Um, and I think it might ultimately be the right decision, but no one's going to like it. Do it. Your uncle's going to hate it. Dubas promoted to president. Mm-hmm. Pridham potentially GM. as GM. Please be Eric Tulski instead. Not that it would be anything against Pridham, but Eric Tulski, please. That'd be cool. You could do that. Jesse's wearing the it's, bunch of shirts. It's probably, it's probably Pridham. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. Um, and then and then what, though? And then Sheldon Keefe is fired. So I, don't, I don't see Sheldon Keefe surviving I think Sheldon the next Keefe's fired that 48 would, hours. That would take a piece of of Dubis to do and tough shit. well yeah tough shit but like this is what people are saying like you can stay the the whole argument for getting Dubis to go is he stuck by his guys and he's going to go down with the ship if he wants to stay uh no you need to build another boat <laughs> your ship has a leak in it yeah it hit an iceberg an irreparable leak we need to yeah build another boat or fix the boat however you want the analogy to go and that is going to involve firing a friend mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and that's going to involve probably uh getting rid of one of the dudes you committed to big time financially mm-hmm. resources years so i'm like i'm just not interested in duba staying if there's no change because yeah. again it's it's uh you know w- what i've seen from a lot of people in defense of dubas is he gave this team all the tools that they needed to win and i agree mm-hmm. i agree like jesus ryan o'reilly 
I, I never fathomed they'd be able to get this guy. And then when they went with the one, two, three, I'm like, well, who the fuck beats that? Answers Florida, apparently. But I, uh, even though he gave them the tools to succeed, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They well, didn't. And, I, and I think that falls on the coaching. That the, no, because Dubas gave them tools. If if we're all in agreement that Dubas gave them the tools, then the execution wasn't there by the tools that he got and the coaching. And I think that's where things fall on Sheldon Keefe, and he probably doesn't survive. This I agree. With he that, Jesse. I agree, but he assembled all of that and kept it together. Right? There is a very legitimate argument to fire. Kyle Dubas. I don't think anyone's arguing that though. Like no, but I, he, he I don't want that to happen. But he there's kept it together until he's going to tear it down this week or in yeah, this summer. And, and so this is the thing. He <laughs> he has to has to make changes or get out. Well, I think you know what the one thing I'll give him credit for is to this point he has learned from his mistakes in each and every year. We see a little bit more, a little bit of an edge closer to, away from the original Dubas brand, which the NHL is still convinced the guy lives by, which is all speed, all scoring, tiny guys. Uh, That is not what the Leafs are anymore. In fact, they're slow as fuck, and they need to speed up. The Panthers expose them, and the Panthers aren't even that fast. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, and and Ryan O'Reilly said uh, in in his press conference today that he didn't generate enough uh, uh, after, you know, like throughout the playoffs and that sort of thing. Um, to be honest with you, none of the team did. They finished their last seven games with two goals in every game. Uh, that's not enough. And and I I look at the way that Sheldon ran those lines out in Columbus. I look at the way Shan- Sheldon ran those lines out in, against what was it Tam- or Montreal. I look at the way the way so in Columbus he he got desperately. It took a last second freaking comeback for them to even stay in that series and push it to game five. And then they got blown out in game five. Game... Uh, a literally record-setting comeback. After yeah. game two in the Montreal series, uh, the worst coach in NHL history, Dominic Ducharme. <laughs> the worst coach we've ever seen. The guy who scratched Cole Caulfield Adam in the playoffs. Wild. Is right, but yeah. Um, was able to, you know, take Sheldon Keefe's lunch money uh, and isolate... Austin Matthews coming off a whatever, what do you have, 40-something goals that year? Um, isolate in a 56-game season. Yeah, after yeah. Tavares goes down, Montreal gets better and better and better and finally shuts him down, and they win game seven. And then you've got uh, the last two against Tampa. You got Tampa last year where they, they had nothing to show for, for it in game the, seven. Nothing. Can, can I go back to the Montreal series? Please, yeah. Because it's so relevant in this whole postmortem because... You know, a big narrative coming out of the Tampa series this year, they finally beat them, is they get over the hurdle mentally. Mm-hmm. Well, they obviously didn't, right? <laughs> they obviously didn't. If, the, if they're able to get over the hurdle two years ago when they fucking should have. We're not having this chat. We're not having this not chat. Not this way. They, you had a 3-1 lead over Montreal. I don't care how good they were. And, oh, look, there's, uh, you know, they went to the Stanley Cup final and they beat the Jets and they beat Vegas and... Guys, they beat you three straight. No yeah. excuse. They no. beat you three straight, and they just shouldn't have been able to do that. And then you get over that hump, you take on the Jets. I still stand by the Leafs would have run them the fuck over, especially if they had actually finally gotten over the hump and beaten Montreal. And then all of a sudden, you have an appearance in the final four. Things look a lot different. Things look so much different. And I streamed those games. You know when the Leafs lost that series? When? First period of game five. 
Mm-hmm. First period of game five, Montreal, the entire period, ran the Leafs over, murdered them, ran straight through their chest. They had their season ended by Joel Armia, for God's sake, because he was, I think he had two goals in that first period. Montreal killed them, but Sheldon and this team are rarely able to stop the onslaught. They can't stop it in game ever. No. And you know what saves them? Because you look at the 4-1 comeback against Tampa. It involves the other team taking their foot off the gas. If the if they never take their foot off the gas, they just continue to kill the Leafs. But Montreal, who also let the Leafs back into that game by taking their foot off the gas, the Leafs come back from 3-0 down. Uh, the Leafs in the first period and in the second period were not able to do a damn thing about that first period onslaught. And game one against Tampa and second period against Florida... They're, they're so rarely able to stop those moments, right? And it you can go look at them over the course of the game. They were the better team. Those moments ruin everything. I, I, I keep talking about the booger cake. It's like... It's still a boogers. It's still made it's, of boogers. It's a beautiful masterpiece of a wedding cake. Booger right in the middle of it. Are you eating that cake? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that are, is- are you even going to cut around it? No! <laughs> the cake's ruined! The whole thing is ruined because of that one little mistake. Adam, back to kind of what you were outlining. It's Columbus, Montreal, Tampa, Tampa, Florida. That's five series that Sheldon Keefe has been in. I think Sheldon Keefe's kind of 0 for 5 in getting outcoached. You got outcoached by John like, Tortorella. What, what, ser- what series did he outcoach anyone? Yeah, he, I think he's 0 for 5 in terms of I, winning the coaching battle. You can't, you can't talk to us with a straight face and say he outcoached any of those guys. No. And, and, and what are you going to give me, guys? What are you going to give me? Goalie, 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 goalie. No. Stop. Like, just... Goalies are members of the team. They're on the ice. They're members of the team, and you're also able to help your goalie out. The Leafs are top five, if I'm not mistaken, in scoring every single year that we're mentioning. If you can't score, then you're just not fucking good enough, man. Force them to the outside. Force them to the outside. Force them to the outside. The reason they were able to get to Vasilevsky last year and this year is we found out, actually... He, it's it's better for him if the shots are kind of yeah. on the inside. If, if you take shots from the outside through traffic, he has difficulty tracking them. Every other goalie, force him the outside, force him the outside. They're a bunch of wimps. They're not going to be able to do anything. And they're right. As I told you last episode, the Leafs have no forecheck. No. They have one way to get in, which is drop, pass, drop, pass, drop, pass, drop, pass, drop, pass, try to try to squeeze it by. If they had a forecheck, they could do the drop pass thing, or they could flip it over the defenseman's head and do what the Florida Panthers did and what the Tampa Bay Lightning did on the way to their finals uh, appearances, which is run guys into the boards until they say fucking uncle. And 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 so I want to want to talk about this because I think Keith is a part of the change here. Yeah, I don't want to sound like we're giving the players excuses. No, we're not. Yeah. Because I want to go right to the players. Okay, because it's also on them. And you talk about, we talk about the players, and we talk mm-hmm. about management. I want to quote Down Goes Brown, who is on an absolute fucking heater right now. Okay? Oh, this is a Super Bowl. This is, this is <laughs> he's so good at contextualizing things. And one of the things that I'm seeing is, well, how could, you can't trade, let's, I'm not. I'm just gonna ra- randomly name a name from the core four. You can't trade t- 
Tavares, nobody would want that contract. I've said that. Down goes Brown is the uh, the orchestra on the Titanic. You can't trade Mitch Marner. You would get 75 cents on the dollar. Down goes Brown points out that last year, the Penguins, or what did the Florida Panthers win? President's Trophy. Right. What happened to them in the second round? They got swept. They got crushed by a team from where? Tampa. Florida. Florida. So two, te- two years in a row, team with a really good record gets crushed by a team from Florida. Whoa. And <laughs> meta. he said, so, so the Panthers are going to the East Final this year. How did they do it is how he starts it off. Well, let's talk about what they didn't do. They didn't run it back. They didn't stay the course. They didn't swear unwavering allegiance to the core. And they didn't fall all over themselves to preemptively squash any thoughts of impending changes before they could even get started. They didn't talk a big game about results being unacceptable while also making it perfectly clear that nothing significant would ever be different. Instead, those 2022 Panthers started their summer with a controversial coaching change. And it was highly criticized. Uh, by myself included, I thought that was weird. Andrew Burnett didn't get to go back. And highlighted it mm-hmm. with one of the biggest trades in recent history, which is Hubert O for Kachuk and, me, and Uyghur too. Not only, uh, not one that was focused on draft picks or prospects or depth around the edges. They traded one of the key pieces of the core. And in hindsight, they won the Matthew Kachuk trade, apparently missing the memo all the rest of us got about how it's completely impossible to make a trade like that in today's NHL. To borrow the cliche, they changed the culture. They actually did it, as opposed to mumbling about it. Now, you can look at the Panthers' regular season, and you could say, man, they just squeaked in. And I say to you, who gives a shit? From a PR standpoint, uh, trading Jonathan Huberto after the season he had is asinine. From a PR standpoint. He set a record for most assists by a left winger in NHL history. That's crazy. That includes the 80s. That's crazy, right? And how do you win that trade the day it happens? I don't think you can. Um, but if you look at it, I'm ignoring all other numbers. You just look at it like an idiot like me mm-hmm. instead of, you know, pulling out all the stats. Um, what are the odds he does it again? You look at his age. You look at his career beforehand. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Really good player. Very good. What are the odds he sets a record for most assists? So this dude set a record. And we still only got four wins in the playoffs, and we need 16. That is actually the exact moment you're supposed to pull the trigger on a trade like that. Right? Mm-hmm. This He did as good as he could possibly do. It is unreasonable to expect him to do better, and we still fell short. That's actually when you pull the trigger on a move like that. We've talked about how this team is process-driven, Steve. Mm-hmm. Process, the process, the process. You got to trust the process. This is the process. And no, that is not what I said at the time. <laughs> I, and I, and I'm I, still learning. And, and listen, all of us bought in because because first off, the Leafs pre this era had no process. The, it was just like, here's a ham sandwich, throw it at the wall. I sure hope they win the cup. Anyway, see you later. Enjoying that. Thanks, Teachers Fund. Um, <laughs> when, the, when the ownership changed, so then did the mentality. And it was a new mentality that was sold to Leaf fans in about 2014, 2015 when things bottomed out. And they brought in Lou, and they brought in Shanny, and they brought in Dubas. And they said, listen, we are going to stick to our process. This is what we believe will win. But Lou famously deviated from that and said, it's a five-year plan that changes every day. The Leafs have not had a five-year plan that changed every day. It's just a five-year plan. Yeah. And I think if you are a process-driven organization, I love that. 
But when your process fails to yield results, which is the point of the process, then the process must change. And that's where Leaf fans, I think, get a little stuck because we are a group of people that loves analytics, and I think we should. Um, but it's like, well, the analytics say, but the result on the scoreboard says something else. And to be honest with you, if you look at the deserve to win a meter last night, Vegas and Edmonton, Vegas's deserve to win a meter score was 28%. Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill. And other things. And other things. Mm-hmm. And 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 and, and, and things, Edmonton's terrible goaltending and questionable defense and 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 oh I I can't wait to talk about that. I just I, I really can't. So so down goes Brown tweeted this today. He's like, um, I remain amazed by how many fans will happily accept, but it's hard to win a trade as a reason not to even think about trying. He's like, can you imagine Sheldon Keefe saying getting your team ready to show up on time and actually play sixty minutes in crucial games is very hard? Stop expecting me to do it. And it's, you know what, at this point, if the Leafs retain Dubas, Shanny, any of this management group, if they do not change the process, do not expect a different result. And I think um, if there's a new GM in there, the process will change. But I don't know that I necessarily want a new GM. I want a GM. I want the current GM to learn from this. And I think he will. I have a really hard time thinking the organization loses Dubas and gets better me too. also like look at the candidates out there like uh, like you said like unless you're able to steal uh, i mean the best assistant general manager in the game and eric tulski mm-hmm. or promote another one of the best ones in brandon pridham i mean like this this team wouldn't hit the ice without him for a number of the past years and you know dubas was able to do some pretty crazy things Mm-hmm. because of this guy but at the end of the day you can't change the fact that it's a hard cap and, and things will need to change it comes down to not being able to afford the core four and but before we talk about the core four Kyle Dubas has gotten so incredibly unlucky on a number of things and I'm it's not an excuse there's been a number of things where he was just flat out wrong but he made a very reasonable bet. And the bet is I'm going to bet on superstar talent to long-term deals and big money because we're the Toronto Maple Leafs. We can spend the cap every year and the cap is going to go up. What happened? A once in a century pandemic shut the world down, mm-hmm. kept fans out of the building and kept the cap stagnant. And they have remained one of the NHL's top regular season teams. Which is, that's nuts, isn't it? It is. It's Con- hard to do. Consider it like th- that's. So clearly that, that part of it works. Yeah, but that core was the crux of his plan. And it just got yard sailed. And they like, they won a division in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And like. Canadian division. Can, I don't know. Canadian division. Well, whatever. They were the best one, right? Uh, out of the division, out mm-hmm. of the very shitty division. They were the Montreal best one. was actually the best one out of the division. Well, we know that now. <laughs> but, but during the regular season. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? And, Have and, they even hung a banner for that division win? I, I hope so. No, I, there's, I, there's no banner. There's not? Usually no. for division oh, you wins, mean the you do hang a banner. I, I thought you? you meant the Habs. No, oh, you, no, you don't hang division banners. No. The Raptors do. The Raptors are an expansion team. They are. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, let no, me... No, no, I, no. I don't know. No, but like... like the, would the Leafs hang a... Atlantic division. Well, the the Jays the do. Mm. Lots of teams do. Base, baseball baseball divisions mean a little. Uh, they're a little. They mean a little. So, yeah, there was a point when winning the division was the only way to get into the playoffs. Yeah. You know? so, 
so who's still here though, is what I'm saying. If Dubas's plan, like even if the cap was sluggish, it would have gone up for God's sake. Is Hyman still here? Is Mikheyev still here? You know, Hyman, many, I think is still here. Are, are you able to uh, upgrade the team without needing to get rid of Sandine? Are you able to upgrade the team without getting rid of Engvall? Are you able to upgrade the not. team? No, no, wait. Are you able to get rid of the team without getting rid of Mason Marchment? Are you able to upgrade the team without getting rid of Alex Barabana for, for nothing? And you're going to look at that and go, well, a bunch of those guys aren't big names. It's death by a thousand cuts. Kapanen, and that ended up being the right move. And there's another one where they got unlucky. Dude, that's a heist. That is an actual heist. Getting the 15th overall pick for Kasperi Kapanen. And you make your pick and he gets sick. You can't you can't plan for that. And it's it's one of those things that's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault, and it's the worst, worst luck imaginable. I um, hope he makes the show, man. Every, I hope he makes the show and I hope he does it yeah. Every GM has 30 of those. You know, those are that's the circumstances you're playing with. That's the circumstances of the National Hockey League. You know, those yes. things will happen. So that that just goes into hey, this is what you're. This is the cards you're dealt. What are the results? We're not talking about a regular economic recession, though. We're talking about COVID, mm -hmm. right? And the Leafs swung the hardest on the cap going up. And I don't, like, I don't but know. They had an opportunity to adjust over the last couple of years uh, by trading one of those guys, and they right. refused to do at, it. I look at a team like Vegas who every year doesn't care what the cap is. They spend all of the money in the world and they say, we're going to figure it out, you know? And all they do is get results and win. Yeah, but so, Jesse, they had they had legitimate surgery. Stop. Yeah, but uh, the, and they won. <laughs> like, they did the same thing for back-to-back -back years and you're expecting me to just believe, oh, that's just how it worked out. Mm -hmm. Stop. So I don't, I don't know. Everybody. I don't. I don't express express sympathies for the situations that Dubas was dealt. No, know? I think you, that's the job. The job is the yeah. job. And and to be honest with you, the Leafs have been lucky, unlucky so many times. Part of me is starting to wonder if it's on purpose. Well, you, you know, know what I mean. Like sometimes it's like, oh, well, he got unlucky here, and they got unlucky there. It's like maybe they're not. Maybe they're just not good enough. So, sometimes you get so many dings on your car that you're just a bad driver. Yeah, this yeah. Is not, it's, well, not, it's not the other people like, on the road. How, how many bad takes do I need to have before I'm not unlucky anymore and just stupid? So this is this is an ex and by the way the answer to that question that ship sailed a long time ago. Oh, we know ago. you're done, but like the the <coughs> this is an extension of the conversation we had last show. Oh, they got to keep Dubas somehow. Why? Like based on you know all the I'll points you, we've just made, I'll why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I'm seeing a person learn on the job. The guy's not even forty. This is a person who adjusts quicker than you think. Those things that he got unlucky with, look at what he's done in spite of those circumstances. Yeah. He is, you know, anybody that says, if you're a Leaf fan and you think that it's impossible to make a trade, the best things Kyle Dubas has done for this team is make trades. You know, with the except everybody brings up the Kadri trade. Guys, Kadri got traded because he was suspended two times in a row in two hypercritical series in which he was going to play a major role against Boston. And then he got Calgary suspended too. again the next fucking year. I mean, not Calgary. He, sorry, Colorado. So if he hadn't got suspended twice in a row, the third time people would have been like, Dubas, are you fucking crazy? Get and that would have been his job. That would have been his job. He had to trade Kadri when he's forced to make a trade. Boy, it didn't look good. But I can tell you. You, the, the the thing I'm 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 honestly most pissed off about his entire time here in terms of trades 
is letting Jared McCann go. That pissed me <laughs> off. It, yeah. You Inexplicable. held Justin Hall yeah. for Jared yeah. McCann. I fucking said it. It's the one goddamn thing I was right about. And now what's Hall going to do? What's that? Well, now what's Hall going to do? He's going to walk to free agency. Walk. Because he's not After good being enough. awful. And, and and so then so we go again. Why? Well, I'm sorry. Remind, why does he, why does he have me, to stay? But. Remind me. I want to relitigate something from that expansion draft as well with Vegas when we get. Let's there. do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I think I know where you want to go with that. Yeah, by the way, I think I know exactly where you want to go. Another tough one because you know you have to prepare for him potentially getting fired. Someone who talks about this team, mm-hmm. um, doing the Zaitsev trade, good. Getting Cece, bad. Keeping him when you did not need to. Well, that Bad. see that is early Kyle Dubas to me. That's early on in his GM tenure, and he was hard headed. You have to be an uh, you have to be a bit egotistical to be to think that you're smart enough to run an NHL team. Fair. And this guy had a couple of those players. Uh, he he you know tried to claim that Cody Cece was actually valuable. Tried to tell me that Pierre Engvall was actually effective. Um, tried to you know if I see another Pierre Engvall chart, I'm blocking you. Yeah, like enough, <laughs> enough. <laughs> Tweet them at him. Tweet them at Steve. Yeah, see right, yeah, Pierre Engvall. Pierre Engvall. Just make them up. Pie charts. Yeah. Anything. Make them up. They don't have to be real. No, not real. Pierre Engvall's expected goals are 100. Like, how dare you? Well, how come one scores 100 points and the other doesn't? What Pierre Engvall and Marner? Yeah. No, they're the same. <laughs> the fuck. All I want from the entire Twitter Leafs community. Don't let is us down. Send charts to at Steve underscore Dangle of. Pierre Engvall being the greatest player alive. Yeah, tell, and, and make it up. Make it up completely. Make it up. I don't yeah, give a yeah. shit. I won't um, check the numbers. But I, I want to I, I, I want to say this. on. on <laughs> I won't check. The Leafs, what, what the Leafs have to do is trade. If they're going to make changes, they have to trade. I've seen this general manager go from we got to be small and fast to we got to be big and heavy, which they were this year, just not heavy enough. They got slower after the trade. Though, way, way slower. Ryan O'Reilly's slow. But he made great trades. I, I know Jake McCabe drove people crazy. You give that guy uh, a full season with the Leafs under a head coach that actually can explain and deploy him properly. Jake McCabe is going to be one of the best defensemen on the Toronto Maple Leafs for the next two years. I you think watch. he'll be fine. In fact, I think, I think yeah. he's going to be... You're talking about TJ Brody potentially on the downspout of his career, and that's not outrageous to say. He's in the last year of his deal. Jake McCabe is going to step up into the role that TJ Brody will be leaving at the end of next season. And I think... I, I I am a big believer in Jake McCabe. I'm a big believer in, you know, the Ryan O'Reilly Nolachari trade was fantastic. Uh, even Gustafson had really good moments in the playoffs. I thought he was one of the more effective puck moving defensemen they had. I wouldn't And he still got a yeah. first round pick, too. Yeah. And everyone's saying that that's going to be pitched out the door with Matt Murray. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about we'll, that. We'll see. I like I could see them having to do what they did with Mrazic. And they maybe have to move down a few spots. It's almost the exact same pick. Quote Justin Bourne on this podcast years ago. What's the big friggin' difference? Or is it? If you're down 10 spots. And I I I think that there will be teams looking to add a add a backup at a certain price. If the Leafs buy out Matt Murray, I think they'll have like $18 million in cap space. Nah, LTIR. LTIR or the LTIR. Yeah. Either way, they're Robida. gonna have it. Robida needs some company. They're gonna have it. So so maybe. the question is, um, you know how much? How much? How much is Kyle Dubas suited for this situation? Well, I think he's perfectly suited. The best thing that he has done for this team—it's not re-signing restricted free agents. Hello, Kasperi Kapanen, Andreas Janssen, a couple extra million for Mitch. Uh, it is, and 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 William, William Nylander's contract going really late into the season. His best moves have been trades, 
And this this guy's learned. He knows, based on what they acquired this year, what the Leafs need to be. He knows they need to have, what did we say last episode, more fuck you in their game. So I don't think Is you could guy? find a guy better to move on from one of the core four than this guy. And I am of those, I am one of those people in Leafs Nation where you, you, you'd have to shock me to tell me why. You'd have to blow me away with incredible inside information to show me why one of these guys should not be moved on from. They need a GM who can... They need a GM who can get the right people and they need a coach who makes these guys into bad people. Um, like, off the ice, you're signing autographs, you're kissing babies, whatever. The moment the puck drops, you're a bad person. Like, you should... you, you Any other workplace, you'd be in a watch we're list, the villains you'd be arrested. The, no, Leafs like, are, the Leafs are the empire in Star Wars. Start like, acting like Darth Vader. It would never occur to anyone on the current roster to do what Mark Stahl did uh, at the end of regulation game five. And you're allowed to do it. I had such a frustrating conversation on Sportsnet this morning on, on the radio because I think it was Brent Gunning. It was Brent Gunning or Justin Cuthbert. It's hard to tell who's who on the phone. Um was talking about if the Leafs did assemble that team, a team of bullies, would it then become a problem? And all of a sudden now the league's got to crack down. Good. Fuck my life good. I'm no, like because problem. then they made the adjustment to be that team and then they decide that you can't be that team. I don't know. That's not going to happen. What are you talking about? It, 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 Jesse, there's nothing I wouldn't believe. There's <laughs> nothing I wouldn't believe. Like... We uh, we lied to ourselves last show. Ah, uh, you can't blame the refs. Watch me. Why wasn't that a penalty? No no, no. no, okay. I think two things can be true at once. They weren't good enough, and also they got completely fucked. Do, you're, you cannot do that to any player, let alone a star player. The overtime winner shouldn't have fucking counted. Yeah. It shouldn't yeah, have no, fucking should, counted. Definitely not. No. It was a penalty on the play. It's a penalty on the... Yarn Croak wasn't able to do his job. How is that any different than uh, boxing out a goalie so that he can't move across? It's and, not... and that's goalie interference. Yarn Croak, that, that, the cousin's shot wouldn't have been a shot. It's not... It wouldn't have even gone on goal. It's not the referee's fault. That yes, it fucking that is. Their, that their season came down to an OT winner. I in agree. Game five. Where they put themselves in that situation, I agree because the, the league should have started overtime the with referees a power play. Didn't put them down three o o three in the series to Florida. Jesse, no, they didn't. That I don't. I don't think the refs did that. No, Steve. they didn't. I, I do think it's hilarious that the one West McCauley game was the one where they didn't get a single power play. But you're right, Jesse. I, don't, I have a question. I have a yeah, question. yeah. Ignore question. the evidence of your eyes and yours, Jesse. Do you go to minor hockey league games ever? Not really. You don't? That'd be You're kind not, of weird. Are you sure you don't go to minor <laughs> hockey league games and berate officials? I don't do that. Okay. Because I just, I feel like I'm checking for the pinstripes on your back there. That'd be kind somewhere. of weird. It would be weird. Yeah. Would, it'd be strange if somebody did that, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be weird if you <laughs> retired in disgrace and then continued your disgrace uh, in retirement. Adam, David Alter had some good Matthews quotes. It sounds like I, I have a, I have a, Rune, to, uh, a Rune's quotes. Okay. Same thing. He wants yeah. to resign. Here. And I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to say one of these quotes about 10 minutes ago, but we got sidetracked. It, it supports one of Steve's previous points. First off, Austin Matthews, my intention is to be here. I think I've reciprocated that before uh, and, and how much I enjoy being here. Um, he said, Matthews uh, says it's important to reach an extension before next season. I really do enjoy playing here. It's been a true honor. Guys, he signed an extension July 1st. Yeah. Matthews, that was never really in question. Matthews on Dubas. I think he's a great GM. 
I think he's built a great culture here. My experience with Kyle has been a really positive one. And then Matthew's on if the group will be kept together. I think the sense is it's kind of up in the air. It's kind of out of my control. Matthews reiterates his belief in the team's core has never wavered. And that's nice, but the results are not there. But I do like this. I think the sense is it's kind of up in the air. I think your superstar player, the best player that's probably ever played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, has just said to you, it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to, assign an, to sign an extension despite that, which I love. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If, if if that's not good enough for you as a Leaf fan, I don't know what is. I'm gonna die petty and mad about this. Um, if you want to show me you're committed to winning, don't put your fucking jersey number in your contract. Well, I think that was them being kids, and do, you know what? The person that should be blamed for that is Kyle Dubas. Yeah, Kyle Dubas should be blamed for that. You think Lou would have let that shit fly? No, the agent only only acts on on behalf of the player. And no matter how stupid the player's request is, I'm sure agents go all the time. And, and the number one rule in negotiation is you always give them something to say no to. The fact that the Leafs didn't say no to that and say didn't go back and say, grow the fuck up. Yeah, there's there's exceptions to the rule. Crosby taking 8.7 uh, because it was way less than he should have been getting. But I just think back to Dubas having to call Ilya Mikheyev had in hand and saying, we need you to take something like $15,000 less because we need it. And taking Zach Aston Reese into camp. And I know these players are not Austin Matthews. Let me f- finish my point. You yelling at the screen. <laughs> I No, you know what? They were. They were. Uh-huh. Zach Aston Reese having to take a ridiculously oblong number because they needed it. And Mark Giordano calling Kyle Dubas and saying, I want to take less so that I can make this work. I'm not asking Matthews to take far under market value. I'm asking him to not put his goofy fucking jersey number in his contract. And if it's what his agent suggests, you tell your agent, fuck off. No, if you're a representative of the Maple Leafs, you say, we're not signing a contract like that. What if you guys don't win? You know how fucking stupid that's going to make you look? Like the Toronto Maple Leafs, are supposed to be a heritage organization in the NHL. They're supposed to be one of the most respected crests in the entire game across the world. They are an international brand as as far as that could go with North American hockey, let's be honest. Yeah. Now they the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs ever allowed for, the with fact two, that they had players. they had somebody in their law offices type uh 3-4 and 1-6 put emojis in there. Fuck it. Like just, we have to pay Matthews. Five squares. Yeah. Clown a, emoji, eggplant, yeah. <laughs> fucking rolling on the floor laughing emoji. Can. Nothing matters. So what's the point? Like just, and Marner too. And uh, if some of you are going to be like, I don't understand what you're talking about because you're looking at the cap friendly page. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember why this happened. Mm-hmm. But they had those goofy fucking numbers, Matthews and Marner. Um, Matthews with his NHL jersey number. Mitch Marner with his London Knights number. Fuck my life. Um, in in their cap hit. For some reason, because of COVID, there was an adjustment and their both of their cap hits went up slightly. So there's no 3-4 and there's no 9-3 in their cap hit. So by the way, your meme died. It's just stupid. Your meme but, contract but tell, died. tell me that you had the team over a barrel without telling me. If you if if they if the Leafs agree to sign another contract like that and you never go to another game again, I won't blame you. <laughs> and it seems like such a small thing. It's not. Nolachari has said he would love to stay in Toronto. 
And I honestly, I hope they resign him. I I agree. It's there's nothing any player could say today, apart from I'm not interested in going to the other 31 teams. Like, oh, I'm interested. I oh, I want to stay in Toronto. Listen, I bet I bet you do. Listen, like, you dick. He's my favorite player on the team right now, <laughs> and I love Nolachari. And how dare you not celebrate this for me? I hope he stays. I hope he stays. He stay, Steve. He stay. He stay. And it's Nola Chari. <laughs> this team stinks. I know they t- <laughs> All right. So while we're waiting for more quotes to come in, because Dubas has still not spoken to the media, um, uh, uh, I, I do want to. I want to give Leaf fans something to be okay with. Okay. You got a GM. The if he sticks caught. around, he's learning. Oh. The second thing is this ownership group, however flawed has shown you nothing in the last eight years but a team that is either on the rise or in the playoffs and has shown that they are doing willing to do anything to win. Mm-hmm. The ownership group bought what you bought with Shani and Dubas and Lamorello at the early parts. They bought what you bought. But here's the difference. They funded what you bought. They paid for it. And so I hope they're as mad as you are today. But at very least, we know this, which is unlike a lot of teams. We're very lucky. We can at least be satisfied knowing at least the ownership wants to win. And that's not the case for every team. Not like this. And they're willing to spend to win. Come on, you got to feel good about that. It was almost... No, I'm not, I'm not going to say that out loud. It's just, why would you show it to me if I can't have it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it's just, yeah, they're spending the money. They have a good regular season team. Huge development staff. Yes. Huge, great, like, world-class medical facilities. To me, the biggest argument for keeping Dubas is everything he's done um, <laughs> off of the ice, which is a hilarious sentence. I understand how it reads. But, yeah, the the, the what the team has done in the community – what the team has done uh, with their analytics staff, with their sports science, the way he treats players. Um, that is a reason to keep him. That is a reason. He might be better suited for president, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. He might be better suited uh, for president. <laughs> I got a president. question, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this, I, I don't know how much either of you want to weigh in on this one, but if Dubas is promoted and Pridham is the guy that takes over, how much faith do you have in, in this organization actually changing to yield different results? Well, that's a real tough one. That's I mean, why I keep advocating for someone like Eric Tulski, because at least he's been out of the room and his team is in the Eastern Conference Final. Are, like, we've seen Dubas yelling at the fans in Tampa, and we've seen him yelling at the refs from the box, and we've seen how he celebrates victory. Do we expect him to just be like, yeah, go nuts, Brandon? <laughs> like with, with with zero say, I just I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. Well, the president always has some say. They I, they are the ones that nix trades. We know that. Shandy nix one of Dubas's trades last year, mm-hmm. and allowed Brandon Hagel to go to the Lightning. Don't forget that. It'll be fascinating seeing Dubas when the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, and you have a trade presented to you that you hate. And are you going to be the guy who says no? With the Pittsburgh situation, I think MLSC's hand is kind of forced here. And they have to give Dubas a promotion here because I think there are several other teams that would make Kyle Dubas their president tomorrow. So, Jesse, 
glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was given information today uh-huh. um, that would make it seem like Dubas is not going to Pittsburgh because two other guys are. Now, the person who told me this was not entirely sure, um, but it does appear to be something that's making the rounds. Uh, and it's a it's a situation that I have a really hard time envisioning these two people getting along. And I have a really hard time imagining these two people looking at hockey the same way. Uh, but the GM, I'm told, Pittsburgh is looking at right now is Mark Bergevin. Adam, thoughts? Oh, my God. And Do the, they want to get worse? So Bergevin is the GM. Who's an executive out there who would be a strange match for Mark Bergevin as president? An executive. Like running the business side. Well. Emily Kastonga. It is not Emily Kastonga. I don't know that she's at that level yet. Uh, she's what? AGM? Chuck Fletcher. It is uh, John Chaka. Oh. Really? And I was told that, and I have a hard time picturing it. I'm just relaying the information I was told. I'm certainly not telling you that's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you the rumor out there. It might it might be public by the time we release this episode, but it it appears Pittsburgh already has someone in mind for GM and someone in mind for president. John Chaka, I think, uh, being on their radar as president is more concerning um, because to me, it adds fuel to the fire that Dubas was on their radar because mm-hmm. they're both analytically inclined guys. I, I do know that they look at hockey very differently, but you know, you can maybe look at them as the same type. Can I, I think the reason that Dubas is out of the running in Pittsburgh and they might go with not necessarily like, um, is because MLSE offered him president of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, and that's, that's what, what I think is going. And I want to know what that's happened. What, I want to know what happened this weekend too. I'm sure this weekend was chaos at MLSE. I'm sure, sure it was chaos. Yep, I would love sure. to know. Um, uh, and I hope somebody does like a Michael Russo deep dive on that. Um, interesting with Bergevin. If you're a Penguins fan, you'd know him as the player, right? He played there. Um, I think so. Chicago, Montreal, and Pittsburgh, I believe he played. Yeah, and he I think he St. was Louis. Sidney Crosby's teammate, I think, at one point. Was he on St. Louis when he threw the puck in the net? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> with his glove. Have you ever seen that clip? I have seen that clip. I forgot about that it's clip. It's one of the though. most underrated bloopers in NHL history. He had the puck in his hand. And we make fun of Justin Hall for pitching it like friggin' yeah. uh, Max Scherzer. But he threw it into his own net. Mark Bergevin, if if he comes to your team and he wins anything at all, um, uh, Mark Bergevin, you, the, the team will have won despite Mark Bergevin. <laughs> He's a despite player. Or despite GM. No, so he did not play the, with Sidney Crosby. He didn't. Way. He was dressed just before. Just uh, before. He's getting oh, the band. Oh, he was part of the team that made them so bad they got Sidney Crosby. That's right. Um, he's uh, he's getting the band back together. He said, where Jeff Petrie goes, I go too. <laughs> His you know, one really good trade in Montreal, Jeff Petrie. The Subban trade doesn't look so bad. That. No, Subban trade does not look so bad it in worked retrospect. Out well. It did. I, I, uh, I, I think that. If if Pittsburgh wins anything next year with Mark Bergevin at the helm, it will be entirely due to Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. Um, do not give credit where it is not due. So we want to tell you about the fourth annual Lauren Wright Co-Ed Slow Pitch Tournament uh, happening um, uh, very, very soon here. The tournament uh, is an event uh, held in memory of uh, a daughter, a sister, a friend, Lauren Wright, who uh, the world lost at the age of 18, May 28th, 2014, to suicide. 
Uh, Lauren's love of sports has inspired her family to organize an annual slow pitch tournament with the help of Kids Help Phone uh, and bereaved families of Ontario and the Durham chapter, two essential organizations to any community. Uh, Lauren was an avid hockey plan, so, sorry, hockey fan, softball player. Uh, she played for the Oshawa Lady Generals Rep Hockey Association and Rep Softball for Oshawa, Coburg and Port Perry. Uh, Lauren excelled in high school. Uh, just had completed her first year of accounting at the University of Waterloo when she passed. The tournament will be held on June 11th, 2023 at Lakefront West Diamonds in Oshawa. They're expecting about 200 to 300 people uh, to be there, including players, friends, and family. Uh, there is uh, a silent auction, uh, raffle, uh, sorry, raffle table items. There's monetary donations you can make uh, to the bereaved families of Ontario Durham chapter. They ask of Donations of $25 or more. Um, and if you want to be, and they're looking for this, a diamond sponsor for $250, your company name and or logo will be displayed on a two by three, three foot banner on one of the ball diamonds as a sponsor of that uh, diamond. A uh, charitable tax receipt will be given. Please contact Greg Wright at Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, to the letter, Greg at Rogers.com or Lisa Walker, Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, to as in like the the number, Lisa at Hotmail.com for more information. You can also search up uh, Lauren Wright Memorial Co-Ed Slow Pitch baseball, baseball Tournament on Facebook if you want to know more information. It's out near Steve's Way. And uh, you know how community-centric they are in Durham Region, as much as we make fun of Steve for living out there. Uh, it's a fantastic place to live, a fantastic place to grow up, and a fantastic cause. Yeah, great location for, uh, for a great cause. Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. We've got uh, the NBA and NHL Conference Finals. Sorry, Leafs. Yeah. Sorry, Oilers. Baseball's been full swing, though. At least we have a Canadian team in that. With competitive odds, best live in play, and more ways to get into the game, make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Go <sighs> Bo Bichette. That's, there you go. That's Absolutely. the only, only Blue Jays player who Leo knows his name. Really? Oh! Well, yeah. He's got to be the most recognizable Blue Jay right now. Vladdy, what are you talking really? about? Really? No, yeah. I think Bo with the hair, don't you think? No, really? Vladdy, yeah. All right, all right. Now listen, head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN or download the app to get started. And remember, it's 19 plus. Please play responsibly. So let listen, <laughs> while we're still waiting for, um, we're still waiting for the- uh, Someone to say something interesting. Yeah, for the for the, for the Leafs <laughs> to say anything interesting, which is just not happening. I guess the Austin, <laughs> the Austin quote's good. Yeah. I want to show you this, Jess. Bit. I'm going to ask you to pull this up. And it's about a five-second video, and it's been making the rounds from post-Oilers Vegas. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. I think I do. Now, what happened earlier in the series, Steve? Uh, Alex Petrangelo tried to break Leon Draisaitl's wrist. Right. We got this up on the screen yet? Yeah. Well, we can't show. Right it. there. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we can show this. Okay, we can freeze frame it though, right? This one. So that. No, not there. Not, not there. Not there. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Leon. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Leon Draisaitl, Alex there. Petrangelo. That's it. Both of them could not have shaken each other's hands faster. Maybe because Leon can't hold anybody's hands because of what Petrangelo did to his wrists. Mm. But Leon was pissed after this game. You know what I like you about Leon Dreisaitl? He gets pissed and he tells you. Yes. And he gets pissed for the right reasons. He doesn't get pissed because... He's a warrior. The coach didn't employ or deploy him the right way. He gets pissed because they lost. And he was held goalless the last yep. four games of that series. Yep. He uh, had two points last four games. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by their locker cleanup. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, because, I mean, 
we know Dreisaitl's a warrior. Like, he's cut from a different cloth. Like, uh, sometimes a playoff run happens that completely changes your perspective of a player. I knew Dreisaitl was a good player. I knew he was a great playoff player. He was unreal in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, that is one of the best athletes in hockey. Um, how on earth was he able to adjust his game uh, to basically being immobile and putting up three, four points a night? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to make this about the Leafs, but Oilers fans, now that we're here, if you're an Oilers fan and you're a regular listener of the podcast, I don't have to justify myself to you. You know that I've been on your side um, with regard to this. You know I've been high on the Oilers for most of the year, um, and that's even before they got Matias at home. Um, the Oilers got jobbed. What? Absolutely. They got jobbed in this series. What? Absolutely jobbed. First of all, the high stick... On Ekholm, the non-call, mm-hmm. calling it a follow-through, yeah. absurd. Mm-hmm. Absolutely absurd. And Alex Petrangelo should not have been in this handshake line. That he, is true. Yeah. He should not have games. played. He's he's their best player. Mm-hmm. He, I would argue he's Vegas's best player. At minimum, he's their best defenseman. And he shouldn't have been in that handshake line because he shouldn't have been in this game. And I just want to know... Is my opinion valid now because it's not about the Leafs? No. Does my opinion about how dog shit this league treats its stars, how it handles player safety, how it handles officiating, does it matter now because I'm not talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs? The Oilers might not have been the better team and they might not have won this series if the league was called the way a actual league calls things. They got fucked. They got absolutely robbed by the National Hockey League, and Oilers fans are pissed this morning, and they have every right to be. What you're doing is the same thing you're trying to do, justifying the Gudis gravity the stick play. Like, the Oilers didn't lose the series because of the referees. You're not giving Vegas any credit for what they did to the Edmonton Oilers in this series. Oh, okay, here, let's list them. Uh, tried to break Leon Dreisaitl's wrist. Yeah. Uh, got away with a high stick in an elimination game. Mm-hmm. These things matter. They like, do. Like the, the margin for error shrinks the deeper you go into the playoffs and the deeper you go into a series. And the NHL on two very key decisions, fuck the Oilers. Yeah, but that's not the reason they lost here. Stuart, Why not? Stuart Skinner was pulled four times these playoffs. Yeah, he was bad. He was bad. He was horrendous. And yeah. Jay Woodcroft decided to run him out there time and time again, despite some pretty good goaltending from Jack Campbell. Do the Oilers have the best offense in the world? No, not at five on five. Not at all. Do they have the best power play in the world? They do, yes. Would they have benefited from a double minor call in an elimination game? They got tons of power play opportunities. Would they have benefited from a double minor call in an elimination game? Yeah, they would have. Would the Toronto Maple Leafs have benefited from Rodko Gudas getting called for holding the stick? Yes, got fucked. They didn't get fucked. They lost the game that was played on the ice. What if they score a power play goal at the beginning of overtime? We'll never know cool. because they didn't get the call. Yeah, like cool. I'm, I'm tired of uh, lying uh, about. Uh, well, you know, the, the better team doesn't always have to win. Like sometimes you just get opportunities. The LA Kings got a great opportunity in an elimination game, Stanley Cup Final 2012, where a player hit someone else from behind. I think it was Steve Bernier. I can't remember who he hit. Five-minute major, the elimination game is over. 
right? Uh, the LA Kings just completely rack it up. They score, I think, at least a couple times on that power play, and they never recovered. That's a key moment in a key game, and they got fucked. Alex Petrangelo is their best defenseman. Mm -hmm. He should not have been playing. That is something that lasts the entire game. The Oilers would have been better at five on five had Petrangelo not played. And who knows, maybe the Vegas Golden Knights get more power play opportunities because the Vegas Golden Knights can't rely on Petrangelo. And like, you're nodding like sarcastically, like these things don't matter. And it's driving me fucking nuts. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. The Oilers got screwed. You have you have to play the game that you have to play the game. Like that's that's what's happening here. The game is the referees are gonna fuck you every now and again. And if the results aren't there, if Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't gonna show up in the playoffs, you don't have excuses. I have something I'd like to say to the Oilers and to the Leafs. Get good. (laughs) Thank you. John not a league. Jonathan no, Mar- just not a league. Why, why aren't you giving Jonathan Marshall any credit? Had, had I am giving. Why, why is it? Why are we Jesse, starting? Those with- are separate things. Why- Marchessault can get a hat trick, and the league can fuck the team that he was playing. Sure. But, but would have had a harder time getting a hat trick if Petrangelo wasn't in that game, and he would have had a harder time getting a hat trick while. Uh, his team is killing a double minor. I don't like when a team puts on a terrific performance. Vegas shut down Edmonton once they're up by two goals. It was absolutely yeah. Who's out there? Let me, let me, there. Let me finish. Who's talking. out there? Let me let me finish a sentence. Go for it. Can I please Vegas, finish? Vegas put on a terrific performance defensively. They shut down the Oilers in game number six. And I don't like when we start a conversation about a team who dominated the other team with. Oh, the team that lost got screwed by the referees. They did. That, that's not where the conversation should start from. Give some credit to up, the Gary. players on the ice who accomplished the thing that's in the game that's scoring more goals than their opponent. Jesse, I can't because the league is sub-professional and the conversation is always about the officiating right, so, because they are so often wrong. But to your point, Steve, to your point, yeah. I, I don't think Jesse is disagreeing with you. And I don't disagree I do. with you. No, no, I agree <laughs> that the officiating is awful. Right. So then my, what the fuck? Steve, Why no, isn't that the beginning, my middle, point, and end of every conversation every every game. until it improves? But every game we'd be like, oh, the Sheffield should suck. So what's the point of can playing I, the Can games? I finish my point here? My point is it's not going to. Right. So stop, not, not stop complaining about it. Don't stop pointing it out. I think all those are valid and all those are right to do. I don't think anything... I don't think anyone disagrees with your take on Petrangelo. No. And Vegas fans, I if just you're being honest with yourself, you also know he should have been gone for more than a game. You fucking got lucky. But, but. Well, what about while, this? What about that? Yeah, they while, should have been suspended for that too. While those are the rules, and they are, get somebody who takes advantage of them. And I encourage the Leafs to do the same. Get you a Radko Gudis or a Mark Stahl. The Oilers have those people. people. They well, have those. They get better at it. Evander Kane wasn't. They get better at it. Evander Adam, Kane that is so effective. bleak. Evander and, Kane stunk. Yeah. Their goaltending stunk. Yeah. And I think Evander Kane was injured. Zach Hyman was, was not himself. Zach uh, Hyman, he yes. got injured in game three. Yeah, like, 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 I'm like, not disagreeing with any of the things so, you're saying. So, so, I, so, okay, Oilers have guys like that. The Leafs don't. Yeah. No, Leafs I don't. don't disagree with that. And listen, I want to hear, I'm all day open to criticizing the officials. All day. Adam, it's bleak and it's pessimism bordering on nihilism that 
Or is the, the, it, or is it realism, just, Steve? Because those are the teams that win. So the league is just doomed to be some. You know, what? I really, I really love this super clean 2019 Blues taking on the super clean 2019 Boston Bruins. Adam, I bring that up all the time. The Bruins got fucked. They um, did, and nobody I'm not saying the Blues would have never won. Right. This this thing seems to follow Alex Petrangelo around, but <laughs> like true. I'm not saying the 2019 Blues would have never won, but it was very funny that the Blues were not able to hang with the Boston Bruins. The Blues complained about the officiating. The calls went away, and they won. Steve, that I, is exactly how that series went later. Exactly how that series went away Steve, because I think it went the past confusion game four. Is, I think the confusion is, is that you think we disagree with anything you've said. We think Petro shouldn't have been in those games. Then what the fuck? No, but he was that's in a different them. question, okay. though. Okay, but yes. that's a different question. He shouldn't Steve. have been in them. But so to win what, the game next, as it stands right now, you're saying you're talking about a league-wide thing. Yeah, you're yes. talking about since the league-wide thing isn't changing, and these are the rules. How do you get better at playing within those rules? Oh, that's, that's how you win that's the cup. So bleak and pessimistic, and dark. I don't believe it is. I think the you rules. Know? So nothing's ever going to get better. So adapt to the fact that it's never going to get better. Nothing. Adam, that's awful. Okay, then then continue doing what you're doing. No, but losing I in the think, first and second round. I think we You're, also should have... The solution here, the very obvious yeah. solution that I'm begging for and suggesting is the officials pull their head out of their fucking ass yeah. and the any, uh, the Department of Player Safety becomes what its name is. Could agree, couldn't agree Yeah, more. no, we but agree with that. And but, we should what, have that conversation No, you don't as agree well. with it. You think they should just fucking deal with it. No, no, they, the, they the don't, players, no, I don't think they should. They have to. No, no, because that's like, the difference. Yes. No, well, I don't disagree with and that. And you know what? If the players yeah. cared more about player safety, maybe they remember that clip last week that you you retweeted about the players not being that worried about it. Yeah. Maybe the players should care. If the, that's when I tuned out. Yeah, but, but then, then they the call players, you a baby. If the players, and they go get better. If the players don't give a shit, if the players genuinely don't care, why do we care? You imagine the treatment Leon Dreisaitl is going to get from these petulant babies that are officials and the Department of Player Safety if he starts banging that drum? Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Leon Dreisaitl Adam, But I think we're having such a gamer in that he had no excuses there. These are two different conversations because... Oh, they're one and the same, Adam. No, you can't change that while Bettman is in office. Bettman will remain in office for another four seasons, Steve. He signed the extension. That's so bleak. If you're a casual, don't watch for four years. It's not going to change. No, but it, Steve, Steve, it's, it's not, that, that, it's not even though. Adam's point. It's not even Adam's point that you can't change it in the four years that Batman's there. It's I can't even change that for round number three. You know, yeah, like we're yeah. going to the next round. That's and what it is. We know the rules and for next round. So we can't yell up. Your conversation is very important. The things you're bringing up are all things the three of us agree should be changed. Important or valid? No, both. Yes. So the, what is the pushback no, here? No, because... For next round, when Vegas plays Dallas or Seattle, the rules are going to be the same. So we can't say that Edmonton got job because that's and, that's and just that's they the don't game. even call the rules though, but, Jesse. But, but they Steve, don't. Steve, <laughs> that's fucking stupid. How long has it been like this? Forever, and that's why they're in dead fucking last. So that's why. Dead yeah. And last. I agree. I agree. Well, if you were an NHL they team were, trying to win a cup and it's never changed, they were relegated what are you for a regular do? season baseball game. It does. What? I said, if you are an NHL team knowing this is, that this has never changed and you don't build a team knowing that it won't change, at least for the interim, then you are failing yourself and you How? are failing your fans. Your suggestion was get good. 
Yeah. How get, what should the Oilers get have done good differently? At the current rules. What should they nah, have done? Well, they, they need better goaltending. They do, yeah, like yeah, they need are, better goaltending. There are literal things on the ice we could be talking about with the Edmonds and Oilers where they struggle that and Vegas excelled at. And, and Vegas's starting goaltender went down and Aiden Hill stepped up and was unreal. There yeah. was a blocker save on yeah. Connor McDavid in the third period that great. clinched a series for them. And Evander Fuck Kane. Yeah, Vegas, Evander Kane like, when he was give them credit when here. he's the guy that takes advantage of things. You you can't just you can't just randomly attack a guy after a faceoff. Yeah, no, no like, I agree. Like, you can't do that. Was shite. Like the dude got has got to play a better. He's got to step up. Yeah, I agree. That's what I. That's, meant. My, I get, that's not that was my point about get good. That was my what? point about get good. Their players sucking. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, but the product's unwatchable, so like I can't focus on. <laughs> I don't, you watch you watch a lot of hockey. I don't think it's unwatchable. I do watch a lot of hockey, but <laughs> we all watch at, a lot great of great games. Yeah, but do you see what a, I take away? That it's it fucking sucks that the refs get in the way. Like uh, I think part of it is a lot of people come up to me when these things happen, like the Gudas thing, mm -hmm. for example, in Game Five of the Leafs Panthers series, and they go, "Why was that a goal?" And I go, I don't know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's a good point. But because yeah. why doesn't the NHL have that the the tennis technology where we know where the pucks across the line or not? Or yeah. the NBA technology where you're able to like review yeah. like you, you can look so, at it. You ah. can review you can review all OT winners are automatically reviewed, mm -hmm. but for only certain things, like offside and I think goalie interference. But for everything else, you're supposed to just go like yeah. this. And you see the defender in front of the, like holding the stick. I saw people like, oh, Leaf fans don't know the rules. Like holding the stick isn't a thing. Oh yeah, no, no, that's just people trolling. That's just people yeah. being I, I think, fucking I think, stupid. No, but, but Alan Walsh made a really good point on this on the AP podcast. And he said, NHL fans don't go to NHL games. Correct. To watch, you know, that's true, <laughs> uh, in certain markets. NHL fans don't go to games to watch, and I'm going to use this as a for instance. This wasn't the example he used. Radko Gudis throw a hit uh, after, well after a whistle. They don't go to watch Mark Stahl hold a stick. They don't go to watch um, the Mark. Remember the Mark Stahl elbow on Mitch Marner right before OT in Do Game I. Five, and and all the and or the Petrangelo slash. No one goes to the NHL going, man. I I paid three hundred dollars for this ticket. I sure hope I see Mark or uh, Alex Petrangelo two hand Leon Drysaddle's wrist tonight. That's why I'm here. As soon as the NHL realizes that we're there because we want to watch great players be great, then the rules will change. But I think the problem is that it, under the current leadership structure, if they change it, they admit that they were wrong. Even though they know they're wrong, they if they admit they're wrong, then it kills their credibility. And they've held strong on the CTE thing. They've held strong on the, the way they want the refs to call the game and even things up and all that sort of thing. So at a certain point, you have to go, okay, the current leadership in the NHL will not change this because it will degrade their credibility and it's all political. So you got to build within that. And when you have guys on the Oilers like Evander Kane, who's the guy I'm going to, I'm unfortunately going to pick on today, who there, there's Petrangelo, what he did, it's crazy, crazy that Should he did two at games. At least two games. Yeah. But, but. With Evander Kane, if you want to be that guy that gets their extra shove in or holds the stick or grab or smashes a guy in the face with the elbow that doesn't get called, you can't be so public about your attack in the first couple of games of the series because now you're a marked man. Well, and did you hear Petrangelo uh, discuss it before mm -hmm. game six? Yeah, his press conference. Yeah, but what about all the stuff they did? 
That's was, a grown man. But that was perfect. That is a grown adult man. No, but the fact that it played into their decision, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Get any, go to your local elementary school, get any 14-year-old student and put them in charge. It's the same outcome. Good Lord. What are we doing here? Like, I'm. we've hitched our wagon to this thing and it scares me at times. It does. No, it does. Because there's no fathomable past, uh, path to success for this league under current leadership. I agree. There just isn't. And that frightens me. Right. Any, I, like, any, any leadership group that would select George Peros at, to be the head of their player safety department genuinely doesn't care. But... He was never suspended. He never threw a hit. The NHLPA... Because he wasn't good enough to throw a hit. He wasn't fast he enough. He played to throw less than six minutes per game. He threw 555 career hits in 770, or sorry, 474 career games. He was a fighter. Let me play. He was, play a, uh, he was a fighter. Did, so he was never suspended. I should fucking hope so. He never did anything. Let me play Petra. This is him uh, following his suspension. How much did the like fact that they have been taking shots at you, how much did that come up in your hearing saying, look, like, look at what's been going on? Well, it's pretty obvious what's going on. I mean, there's some premeditated stuff, I'm pretty sure, coming at me. But um, they didn't really seem to care in the meeting. But I'll get up and take it. And, you know, I'm not going to lay on the ice like, what's going on we've been seeing. So I'll get up and, and play the game the way it needs to be played. So, um, like I said, it's pretty obvious what's going on. But at the end of the day, we got a job to do. They got a job to do. And we got to close it out tomorrow. He played that perfectly. Laying on the ice like what mm-hmm. you've been seeing. Dreisaitl got right back up, went to the bench, and he told his teammates not to beat you up because it wasn't worth it. You know respect I got for Leon Dreisaitl after this? Oh, like, so much respect. Dude I, is unbelievable. Here's the thing with the Oilers game itself. Steve, I agree with you on all accounts. But the actual game, yeah. the, the Oilers were, forgive me if you've heard this before, up 2-1 to one after the first period. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is Vegas comes out, mm-hmm. and they steamroll them in the second. They did. Three straight goals. And then another in the third. And here's the thing with the Marsha So hat trick. Uh, I love his response after the game. Oh, Jonathan Marcia So is wonderful. Uh, wonderful he said, player. We're only halfway done to our goal here. We're going mm-hmm. to keep uh, keep going until our organization, until we win the ultimate goal. Tonight is just one step in that direction. Now, I got a little trivia for you. Mm-hmm. Who did the uh, Panthers keep when they let Vegas select Jonathan Marcia So? Uh, Alex Petrovic. Yep. Who they then dealt to who? Edmonton. 4A. Was it? Th- fifth round pick. Third round. Third, I was going to say season. third. Fuck me. Marcia so, <laughs> by the way. And they paid. No, the- you don't You don't have the whole thing about that. Are oh, you I, done? No, they, I don't. They Do paid you have more? to get rid of uh, Riley Smith. They oh, they pay, had to trade they Riley Smith. They traded Riley Smith to Vegas so that Vegas would take Marcia so over Petrovic. That's he has scored <laughs> in the na- so he scored bad. about 150 goals since then. I'm not kidding. 150 goals. March or so. And I said, I said at the beginning of the series, don't let him get hot. He didn't have a single goal in um who'd they play in the first round? Uh I already forget. Winnipeg. Oh, right. He didn't have a single goal. Wow. And he's just burning the world, incinerating it to char. Something that Riley that, Riley Smith in that first playoff run with Vegas had 22 points in 20 games. He, they were on Holy shit. And William Carlson too, like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. crazy. Crazy. Um, how many five-on-five five goals did Nuge have in the... Uh, zero. Was it zero? Right. Yep. In the playoffs. Yep. He was ass. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Leon quote. It hurts. 
His it's wrist? tough to find. <laughs> That's good. It's tough to find words right now. When you start a season, you're in it to win it. We're at that stage. If you don't complete that, it feels like a failure or a wasted year. It hurts. His wrists. Uh, McDavid. <laughs> it feels like every team that wins, that goes on a stretch of winning, kind of experiences this. Uh, he had 20 points in 12 playoff games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not what you want to do. It's not uh, not what you want to feel. That being said, I really feel like you got to go through some stuff to win. And I think we've seen that uh, all the way through. So let's hope this is the last time. Yeah. I mean, it's a good attitude to have. Um, if you want to compete in the absolute dice roll that is the NHL. <laughs> And that's what we've. That's where we're all in here. The playoffs might end, and Leon Draisaitl might end up the leading goal scorer of the playoffs. He has thirteen goals, and they're done. And next closest is Joe Pavelski with eight, who scored four goals in one game. Yeah, and they lost. Connor McDavid is somebody who showed up every single game of the playoffs. I thought he competed hard. Um, he was in the rough stuff when he needed to be. He put up the points. There's no blame on this series loss with Connor McDavid. Can I be a jerk uh, just to uh, strengthen your point mm-hmm. that they weren't good enough at five on five? Drysidle and McDavid, how many points do they have each? Uh, they have uh, 20 points for McDavid, 18 for Drysidle. Each negative one. Yep. That's crazy. This was a team that feasted Minus on the power play, and that was their whole thing. And in the playoffs, unfortunately, your power plays tend to disappear because of Steve Nagel. It's not a leak. The terrific refing job by the refs of the National Hockey League. And that's where things just came to a head for them. You know, they uh, couldn't compete at 5-on-5. Five five. Sam Sonoff has spoken to the media, by the way. Uh, he said, I'd like to stay in Toronto. I think everyone knows that. The only thing I don't like is the traffic. <laughs> He's a funny Real. guy. Real. Like him a lot. <laughs> uh, Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts this morning. I think if Austin Matthews is going to sign in Toronto, it'll be four or five years. And I think the Maple Leafs know that if they're going to do that, he's probably going to be the highest paid player in the league. But I think they're willing to do it. Jesus. He also believes that um, Dubas is going to stay and that they committed to keeping him after round one win against Tampa. Um, Now, I want to ask you a question because there's been a, a take. And I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but I really wanted to get both of your opinions on this one. It's Craig Button from TSN. And Craig is industry wide known as one of the nicest human beings in the world. And his takes are for some and not for others. (laughs) And I always feel bad too, because they'll pull like Craig Button out of like 2017 saying something and then apply it to today. I'm like, that's not fair. It's not fair to Craigie. But Craig Button said this, the Leafs losing was an epic failure. And then in a separate conversation, he said the Oilers worked really hard and have something to build on. How do you compare and contrast the last two Canadian teams in the playoffs? Because a lot of Leaf fans this morning are kind of ticked at that, saying, hey, wait a second. They also lost in the second round. And we lost in the second round. How come we're a failure and they're not? I'm a little ticked at Leaf fans for being ticked about that. Tell me. (laughs) What, what, What do you mean you don't understand? They made it to the final four last year. What do you mean you don't understand? I, Edmonton was one of four teams remaining for the Stanley Cup last year. And yeah, they got swept by the team who eventually won the Cup. And they beat the team who beat you en route. What do you mean you don't understand? The Oilers have a much longer track record. How many series has Connor McDavid won? I know there's been a bunch of um, 
times where the Oilers have flubbed it. They've missed the playoffs a couple times. Missed the playoffs, choked in the playoffs. In 2017, they went to the second round, got fucked again. Um, had no goaltending the next year, didn't make the playoffs. Exactly. And then got and then he got fucked for uh, for the Hart Trophy, even though he absolutely deserved yeah. it. The mm-hmm. Taylor Hall Hart year is McDavid's You guys want me to do it? Do sure. It. We got it here. 2016-17. Cam Talbot. They went to the second round. They beat the Sharks in the first round. They went to the second round. They lost in seven to the Anaheim Wait, whoa, Ducks. Wait, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Oh, they beat. Sorry. I'm slow. You, okay. you go. My bad. 17-18. Did not qualify for the playoffs. Okay. 18-19. Did not qualify for the playoffs. Okay. 19-20. Lost in the qualifying round to the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. 2020-2021. Lost in the first round to the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Got fucked there, too. 21-22. They go to the conference finals. They beat the Kings, Flames. Uh, they lose to the Avalanche along the way. 2022-23. They beat the Kings and then lose to the Golden Knights. Four series wins. Four series wins, which is, given the pool of talent, a complete failure. Yep. And it's four times as many series wins as the Leafs. What do you mean? What do you mean? uh, Like, how, how don't you understand that the Oilers have come so much closer to their goal than the Leafs have? They're both failures, but in different ways. Yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, you look at last year and this year, combine them for the Leafs and the Oilers. It's not close. It's not close to close. The, the Oilers have come so much closer. And I think we can what if, all what agree. What you say to people in the comment section, compliment section, mm. who are going to say, well, the Leafs have a harder path. All right. Fucking change conferences. It is what it is, man. It is like, you know. Sometimes it do be like that. Sometimes it do just be like that. You see, because (laughs) I'm a dad. Um, No, like uh, the Oilers with... I do think the goaltending narrative is a little lazy with them. Um, If they only had league average goaltending, they'd be fine. There was uh, one of the Marchessault goals. I forget which one. Um, He had a Mm tap-in. Barbashev was also there Mm -hmm. to tap it in if he missed the tap-in. And where are any of the Oilers? Yeah. They're still absolutely shambolic in front of their own net. It was the uh, NHL 23 goal. It's the one where it bounces up off the goalie and just into the air yeah. and then comes back down. But yeah, so no annoying. one was there clearing the front of the net. The defense has been horrendous in Edmonton. Yeah, no. Stuart Skinner, you know, let them down a little bit. But um, no, their defense is it's trash. At home, that trade rules. That trade rules. Yep. It rules. Um, I believe in Bouchard mm-hmm. for all his warts. Um, but no, that core is not good enough. Uh, I think the goaltending has to be a narrative when your goalie gets pulled four times. Well, and he got pulled four times, and it's the other guy who might get traded or bought out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the, the but that's the beginning of the the story. You know, yeah. was you sign Jack Campbell to be your starter, and he loses the job halfway through the first year of his large contract. Oh, I think it was sooner than that. Skinner made the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah. He true. lost that job before Christmas. Yeah. He, yeah. he lost that, that job before American Thanksgiving. That's a huge <laughs> narrative for this organization, this team. And I don't think the head coach or the general manager have been doing a great job. No. You have a cheat code in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid being on the same team. Evan Bouchard is a star now offensively. He needs to clean up some things defensively. But yep. offensively, he is fantastic and you have some good pieces around around the two stars and Kane and Clem Costin now Yamamoto was decent you have you have seaweed man 
<laughs> yeah, keeping Nick, uh, keeping Nick Bugstad would be pretty cool. Yeah, but like Nuge not showing up in the playoffs is definitely something. It's a really tough. The one. GM needs to figure this out because you've had so many kicks of the can here with Connor McDavid, and you can't advance past the uh, second round more than once. The thing I'd worry about with Edmonton is an extension of the conversation we had earlier with Huberdo, um, where the uh, Panthers traded Huberdo after an unfathomably good season uh and it i i'm sure from a pr perspective looked horrible but you traded that guy knowing he's probably not going to be able to replicate that season man replicating the season hyman had is going to be really difficult and mm-hmm. replicating the season nuge especially mm-hmm. didn't he hit 100 uh yeah 100 point nuge replicating that's going to be so hard Trade and now. Well, and it's the Oilers, so who knows? Maybe he might replicate it. But he waited until 12 years after he was drafted <laughs> to have the best year of his life. It's rare. That and that hit 100 mm-hmm. points. 104. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, more points seven goals. More points than Mitch Marner? He still had... Oh, really? Mitch, he, Mitch ended on 99, did he not? Yes, he and, did. <laughs> and like we've been talking about how Nuge didn't have a goal at even strength and he only had one goal in the entire playoffs. He had 10 assists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe power play merchant, whatever, whatever. Uh, the time to... I, I, They made a big commitment to him financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, that's... You talk about selling high. Yeah. The, the season, he had 50 points the year before. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think uh, the difficult decision there is sell high. I don't know what you get, though. Him and Yamamoto, like, they're two guys who had terrific regular seasons. And you got some pieces there, but both of them in the playoffs were just not, from a goal-scoring perspective, not there. Yeah, that's it's tough. You still... And I, and I mean, like, you get Evander Kane in such a wacky, unique situation. Like, you get a player of that caliber at that cap hit you don't have to give the sharks anything for him. Um, it's, uh, I still think there's a winning formula there. There's a winning formula there in Edmonton, but I think if you're going to make a subtraction, if you're going to make a change, um, it's not reasonable to expect Ryan Nugent Hopkins to have 104 points again. Mm-hmm. Unless <laughs> I mean, that power play is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never know. Maybe, um, and the, th- the hard part is that, like, I think, like, the Oilers, for me, are sort of, they're not where the Leafs were last year, but it's sort of like, uh, for their Oil- for Oilers fans, now they're in the stage where the Leafs have been for a couple years, I think, where nothing matters until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you got to get there. And you got to get there. And there was a time there. this season where it didn't look like they would. They're going to get there. No, get I know. But there was a time this season where it's like, holy shit, they, were they have to score five goals or they're not even in it. Totally. Yeah. No, I, you're, you nailed it, Adam. They're in the exact same point in their, in their organizations where it's, we need playoff success and we need it every single season. And if it's not there, that's a failure yeah. of the season. I and, agree. And, but and they've listen, at least had some. Success is not linear. They've had um, no. one season, I'd say. I what, give you know year? what I give yeah. them, I give them yeah. some thumbs up for some second rounds, especially that first second round that they got to where they. Where, with Cam Talbot and Nett, like I give them that for what sure. What followed after that, I think, is the real disappointment for the organization. Well, that's because Peter Shirelli was running it, though. 
I don't I don't put was that on the time? team. Yeah, that yeah, was Pichirelli years, man. Like, dude. And everybody's like, where are Pichirelli's critics now after they went to the second round? And then they fucking missed the playoffs next they were year. So and good. McDavid is bonkers out of his mind. And this Dreisaitl is before, was by the way. So good. Dreisaitl, that was before ever that was before the word was out on Dreisaitl. That's before people fucking knew. That was his Leon. coming out party. Absolutely. And we, we the, remember when he signed for eight and a half and we were like, what are the Oilers thinking? You guys what know, were we thinking? Whoops a daisy. That was six years ago. I know. I know. Six so, years ago, they beat the Sharks in uh, round number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no. then since then, they've made one conference finals run last year. Mm-hmm. And then your expectations this year are a lot higher than that. And they failed to reach them. I agree, but I think I think when we're comparing and contrasting with the Leafs, the fact that Leaf fans are upset about Craig Button's yes, take, yes, which yes, is yes. the original point here, yes, 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 is is like guys, like it's just a very, I mean, at, you're, you're, they're, they're star score I'm, in the I'm completely different thing. That, yeah. yeah, the original conversation is Leafs versus Oilers. Yeah. Completely different failures, but I think the Oilers still are a failure over the last decade with Connor McDavid. I'm reminded of the John Mulaney joke, guys, guys. You're both terrible cereals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that could be it. That don't, could be. Don't it. say they're on the same level. Um, yeah. By the way, the final bids for the Senators are due today. Oh, oh, wow! So I can't wait for that to not matter in the least. Well, I'm, I'm curious about how that all works because, okay, your bids, your final bids, are due, but like there are six groups uh, still vying for the for the club. Uh, Nico Sparks and Snoop Dogg are part of it. Uh, the weekend is also a part of it uh, with another group, uh, Toronto businessman Jeffrey and Michael Kimmel. Um, so we'll see what happens. But the Remington group, uh, who had requested that 30-day window, are apparently uh, not in it. But I want to know if today they end mm-hmm. up making it. I think they tried to pull a power move and then tried to go, well, we're not going to do it. They're going to do it. Deadpool 2. I'd be I'd be betting. I'd be yeah. betting... Nothing on that, but uh, I don't. It doesn't matter enough to me to bet anything on it. But I think they'll be in there. Me too. So anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if it lands north of a billion. I think it will. It sure, seem yeah. to be. It seems to be. There's well, so much interest. There's so much more involved too. You're buying a team. You're buying an arena. You're buying the land around it. Um, that's that's going to change the the face of the city. Forget the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how Ottawa. What's what are people from Ottawa? What are the name? Ottawatonians. Oh man, I feel Ottawa, like we did Ottawans. this before. Ottawans. Ottawans. Yeah. Like the Ottoman are you Empire. Sure? I think it's. I think yeah. Ottomans. Ottomans. Like no, Toronto Ottomans with a W. Ottowins. Ottawa. Ottos. Otto. <laughs> My name is Otto. I like to get blotto. Uh, it's The Simpsons, Stephen. The youths don't know that joke. Um, the kids know the Simpsons. Maddie, do you know The Simpsons? Yeah. Okay. Do you know that joke? Oh, yeah. How much? Yeah, of, yeah. How yeah. much of the thirty years of The Simpsons have you watched? I've watched a fair amount of seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's not I the same. From, like I'm the youngest, and they're all millennials. Like my older brothers. So. Oh, so yeah, yeah, older siblings. You'd know some. Yeah. All right. Some, right. Some you figured out, Adam. We've been stalling. Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. A O T T A W A N. Ottawa, Ottawa, yeah, Ottawa. I knew I, I knew I was right on that. There's one thing you should trust me on. It's that shit. Okay, that's fair. Ottawa. I can't even say that. Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa. Is it Ottawa? Ottawa. Ottawa. O t t a w a n. Ottawa. I wonder how Ottawans would feel about a Torontonian billionaire group owning the Senate. Well, 
It's interesting that you say that because Eugene Melnick was a Toronto billionaire and a lifelong oh, yeah. leader. <laughs> oh, so yes. That there's is actually true. a Eugene Melnick wing to one of our hospitals yeah. in Toronto and Etobicoke. Mm -hmm. So, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's right on the uh, Gardner when you yeah. go west. You can see it. But yeah. you wouldn't go west. What would you go west for? You're right. It's a, there's, yeah, you wouldn't even notice. There's a picture of Brendan Shanahan that's been hanging on the, the Eugene Melnick thing. Yeah, yeah for, for like the last, like, I don't know, 10 yeah. years? Yeah. Seven okay, years? that's a bit ironic. It's hilarious. President yeah. of the Leafs hanging in the. Hey, I always thought it was funny because Shani's face is far more visible than the Melnick name. But. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. With the smile and kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Eugene Melnick was a season ticket holder for the Leafs until he bought the Sens. <laughs> Loves. And I think he maintained the Leafs season ticket. Oh, so it's tradition. So Torontonians yeah. should buy the Sens. Yeah. How many? Hey, listen, it's the only way to keep the team in Ottawa. What, okay. <laughs> so between him and the scalper dude, like what, what percent of Leafs season seat holders just hate the team? It might explain a lot about the. Volume, yeah, maybe, knowledge. maybe. Well, I think most Leaf fans have a healthy loathing to balance the loving of the team. Like, like I think people from other markets think that the that Leaf fans just blindly love the Leafs, mm -hmm. and I think it's I think it's far more complex than that. There's like a little bit of anger constantly bubbling under the surface. There's something, <laughs> a little bit of resentment. Yeah, first of all, you're never going to hate the Leafs more than Leaf fans. Uh, That's true. Second of all, the Leaf fan hatred, like hatred of Leaf fans this year, is weird. And I do don't know I don't know how to describe it. So I'm bringing it up without much to offer, I will admit. Okay. But there's been something weirdly stinky stanky about the way people are going about it this year. Like masturbatory Schadenfreude. Oh. Like <laughs> That's a one hell of a sentence. Can we it make sure is. A, can we make that into a t-shirt? No. Yeah, Jesse? Jesse, where's that mug? <laughs> masturbatory Schadenfreude. Put it right there. I think you, can, you can put it like masturbatory above my face and Schadenfreude underneath it. If I you think want. it has to do with they won something this year. So you're probably seeing more of both sides. I think yeah. every year that the Leafs lose on top of the previous year, under the in the Dubas era, people are going to love it that much more. Yeah. Every year it gets just a little bit more satisfying. Can you imagine how satisfying it would be to be a Montreal fan or an Ottawa fan or a Boston fan and watch the Leafs go down the way they did this year or every year? Like it must just be you must no, just be in your fucking zone. Sens, yes, Habs, yes, Bruins fans had the common decency to be ashamed of themselves. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I they mean, were the, like, "No, we're the, still sad." The Sens and Canadians fans though will tell you that they're actually good despite their results. So there, there's a tad, tad bit of shamelessness there too. Um, Ottawa will always be Shelbyville. Well, drink I mean, your turnip juice. Uh, I think that eventually <laughs> they'll, they'll get better. Um, they will. By the way, Mitch Marner spoke to the uh, the press. Oh, this is going to be said Austin Matthews. Uh, he said great things about Matthews. Great things about Dubas. Great things about the group. And obviously completed the the chat with I want to continue to play for this team. That's all we got. You're, you got. We're not going to get much from these quotes. We're just not. No. I'm bummed. No. Uh, I'm really bummed that Dubas has not spoken. We made it to the end of the show without him speaking, and it started at 9. Oh, get those reporters some coffees. That sucks. That's a long that ass That totally day. sucks. Whatever. We have something to talk about Wednesday. That pisses me off. You did You did that on purpose, uh, uh, Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. <laughs> Quit ducking us, Kyle. Do I have time for a trivia game? Or do it. Do a trivia game. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Four hours. Over four hours. Four and a quarter. Yep. It's 110. Yep. I know it's not a quarter shot. Yep. Steve Dangle. Just a blink. To celebrate the beginning of the conference finals this week, 
thought Ugh. it'd be fun to play conference finals trivia. Ooh. Everybody knows that Stanley Cup trivia is the easiest. You know, name the two teams that are in the Stanley Cup final, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So easy. I could do it back to 1942. <laughs> Whatever. But I want you to name the four teams in each of the conference finals since 0203. Wow. Now, mm. that's four teams. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twenty rounds. You got to do this years as well. Just split okay. Dallas and Seattle. Twenty rounds, four teams each round. How much time on the clock? At least Ooh. five minutes. <laughs> you want five men? Yeah, let's go five. Let's go five. five. Men? All right, all right. All right. And I'll get as far as I get. Okay. 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 You, you, Adam, you do the stopwatch. Okay, okay, okay. Clock. So you got to just write teams as I name them. Okay, sure. By year, because I'm not going to be able to keep track of what I have and haven't said. Okay. This is, oh my God. That's a lot of fucking teams, man. (laughs) Give me a second. Okay, okay. Get this all organized. We test the theory given to us by Nelly. I am number one because two is not a winner and three nobody remembers. What about number four? He never got that far, and we're going to have to talk about three and four. That's true. Oh, you know what'll be good? Okay. We'll go through it, and you just list your teams, and then confirm it, lock it in, then we'll go back and see how many you got right. So it's oh. like so it's like you're handing in the test. You also, got, you got okay. five minutes to fill in the test. Also, I just want right? to say that I was mid-let, misled by Jesse here. He said little trivia game. <laughs> Uh, he's full of shit. Uh, I, I would have said no little. to a big trivia game. Uh, gargantuan trivia this game. This is a this is a big fat ass trivia game. Literally, none of my trivia games are little. This They're trivia usually... game is thick as my ass. Well, so, name so, eighty things. So we can't do this year's though because we don't have the full conference. Yeah, yeah. Final. no. Name the five teams. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna pull it in. You're gonna fill in your sheet. Let me just write all the years. I'm glad you're prepared. Fourteen, fifteen. Are you serious? 15, 16. What do you mean? Am I serious? Yes, we're doing this. All right. I'm at 16, 17. <sighs> 17, 18. Oh, uh-uh. 18, 19, 19, 20. This is a good uh, car screamer, though. Oh, yeah. I know this is going to be longer than you want, but it's a good car screamer. Mm-hmm. You just listen to me be wrong and scream 22, in your car. 20. Would you like to start from the top or the bottom? Can I go all over the place? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's how Steve's mind works. You know that. All right. Let's go Adam Wilde. And from 0203. 0203 through 2223. 3213. And Dallas is still undecided. Vegas is in there. Carolina is in there. Florida is in there. You might want to switch to acronyms. Um, Last year, we had Tampa and Colorado. Colorado beat the Oilers. Tampa beat someone else. (laughs) Um, Who did they beat? It wasn't the Islanders this time. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm going to leave that. Okay. Uh, 2021, mm-hmm. it was Tampa Islanders. Uh, Tampa beat the Habs. The Habs beat Vegas. So, yeah, those, yeah, I named them all. Mm-hmm. 2020, oh. 
Dallas played Vegas. COVID. Yes. Tampa played the Islanders again. Oh, yeah. Uh, New York. Uh, 2019. Uh, we got Boston. <laughs> what? Big who, bad bees. Who did Boston beat in 2019? <laughs> who did they beat? Well, okay. The Blues. Boston and the Blues. St. Louis. <laughs> I like that. No, no, no. I don't remember who the Blues beat. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, 2018. Tampa lost to Washington. Oh, And the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Jets. Jets, Vegas. Oh. 2017. Spicy. The Predators and Penguins are two of the teams. The Penguins, that was the year they beat. Uh, Ottawa. We have crossed the two-minute mark. Okay. Damn. That was you need to speed this up. Uh, well, fuck, I'm trying. Um, and uh, they beat Nashville. Who beat the Ducks? Hey. Um, I don't know if that's right. It is. 2016, we got the Penguins and Sharks. I don't remember who the Sharks beat. I don't remember who the Penguins beat. Mm. 2015. What a shame. The Blackhawks. And the Lightning, the Blackhawks beat, I think, the Kings. And the Lightning beat the Hurricanes. Oh, weather. Weather versus weather. 2014, the Kings, I want to say, beat the Blackhawks. The... Uh, who did the Kings play in 2014? Oh, the Rangers. Rangers beat... Who did they beat? Definitely not the least. It wasn't Washington. No. Tam uh no, it wasn't Tampa. Oh, Couldn't man. be. Peng Penguins. Penguins. No. Bruins. Bruins. Twenty thirteen. The Bruins <laughs> beat the Penguins. And the Blackhawks beat I don't remember, so I'm gonna say Leafs. L A. Um twenty twelve. It was the Kings and it was the Devils. I don't remember who either team beat. 2011, the Bruins beat the Lightning. How much time, Adam? And the Canucks beat the Sharks. You got two and a half minutes. Or sorry, one and a half minutes. One minute there. 2010, it was the Blackhawks and the Flyers. The Flyers beat Montreal. And um, the Blackhawks beat the sharks i think okay 2009 it was the penguins and the red wings and it was also the penguins and the red wings in 2008 um i don't remember who the penguins beat the red wings beat the ducks one of those years which one? Oh man 2008 okay i'm right down ducks 2007 quack, quack. was the ducks and the senators the senators beat Eugene. You gotta speed it up. Get, get get the easy ones on the board. You got three years left. Twenty five oh. seconds. Okay, so yep. sorry, we did two thousand seven. So Ducks and Sens. Two thousand six. It was the Hurricanes and the Oilers. Um, two thousand five. There wasn't a playoff. Two thousand four was the Lightning and the Flames. All right. Um, two thousand three. We already did. Eight seconds. Um, you gonna need to add? Mercifully, this will be over soon. I got. I got nothing. I. I. I quit. 
Let's see what you scored. And we're done. Okay. So out of a possible one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So out of a possible forty. Wow. Right? Because it's ten years and four teams in each, so it'd be forty. Plus in four, 05, you're taking 05 into account? Yeah, 05 would be out of there. Um okay. plus the bonus one, so 41 because of this year. Let's see what you got. You said Seattle, so you got one, two, three, four, five. So you got five there. You got Oh man, I didn't get last year's shit. What are you talking about? I because I don't remember who Tampa beat. Oh yeah, you you missed out the on Rangers, the Rangers. Yeah. Fuck! So you got three there. Uh, uh 2021 was Vegas, Montreal, Tampa, New York. So you got all four. Ding ding ding. 1920 was Dallas, Vegas, Islanders, Tampa. You got four. Uh you got Boston and, and St. Louis. Uh Tampa, Washington. Tampa, Washington, Jets, Vegas. You're not even gonna give us four. what the right answers were? No, you got four to four. No, no, for Boston. Oh, 19. Oh, you want to know the right answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Louis, San Jose, ah, Boston, Carolina. Oh, that's I have the mental block for Carolina going to the third round. 16-17, you are perfect. <laughs> Let's go. 15-16, so you only got pens and sharks. The correct answer is St. Louis, San Jose. Oh. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Ah. Oh. Uh, 15, 14-15, Blackhawks, Ducks. So you got that wrong. Ah. Oh. Tampa and New York. So you got two. Okay. Adam, is this great? This is 13-14, Blackhawks, Kings, Rangers. You said Bruins. It was Montreal. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> oh. Ah, oh, damn it. 12-13, Bruins, Pens. No, you said Bruins, Pens, Blackhawks, Kings. You got four. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, 11, 12. Kings, Devils. Kings, Devil. You're not going to believe this. Coyotes. Oh! And Rangers. That was the crazy Mike Smith here. Damn it. So you got two there. Bruins, Lightning, Canucks, Sharks. Uh, that is 10, 11. Bruins, Lightning, Canucks, Sharks. Yep, four. Let's go. Oh nine ten. It was the Sharks, Blackhawks, Flyers, and Montreal. Let's go. Oh nine oh eight. Red Wings, Blackhawks, ah. Hurricanes, Pens. Oh, so you only got two. All right. I got every Cup final though. I think that's you crazy. did. So Pens, Red Wings, you got two. Oh seven oh eight. It was actually Dallas and Philly that they played. Yeah. Uh Duck Sens. You got two. Who'd they play? Uh Duck Sens 06, 07. It was Red Wings. Oh, it's Detroit. And Sabres. Oh, I should have had all of that. 05, 06. You got Hurricanes and Oilers. No idea. Uh Sabres. Ducks. Oh, okay. Oh wow. The Sabres and Ducks went to back to back conference finals. What the Okay. In 06, 07, and 05, 06. Wow. And the Ducks made it through in the previous Obviously game. won the cup. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, lightning Flames. Lightning Flames. It was Sharks and Flyers. Yeah. And then 02, 03, uh, Ducks, Wild, Sens, Devils. Sens. Wow. Three. Damn. Wow. All right. 
So, oh, out of a possible 40? Here, Maddie, move off so I can. Are you uh, sure that's the actual number, though? What are you talking about? Because it's not 40. Why wouldn't it be? Well, because there was five this year. Yeah, so it's 41. Yeah, so it's not 40. Yeah, but I said, I said 40. It's, it's 40 and then your bonus 41. I already said this. All right, all right, all right. So <laughs> what do we have? Let, me, let me count it up. Three plus two plus two plus two plus two plus two plus four. Good plus car score. Yeah. Plus two plus four plus three plus let's do four. Plus four, plus four, plus two, plus eight, plus eight. This rules. No, that doesn't make sense. So oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die over here. Why did I ever agree to this? Oh. It says you got. It says you got sixty. <laughs> oh you my stink. god! Oh my god, Jesse, that's so funny. It we says, wrecked such a it great says show. You got, it says you got sixty. <laughs> a really good show. And we fucking wrecked it. I don't know. We, we, we I don't fucking, know how. We, we I don't know how you got sixty going into the third, and we fucking blew it, boys. I don't know how you got sixty out of of possible forty-one. Jesse, how many years are there? Just count them individually. Are there not? No, d- don't use a calculator. Okay, okay. I'll do it for you, guys. How many seasons are there? One. Stop. No, we Adam. We are seeing this through to the end of it. Four. We got other shit to do today. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13. Oh, it was 20 years, right? Oh my fucking. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, no. So so it's I think 20. the answer was actually 81, so it's not 41. 80. So you got 60 out of 81. That's not good. Isn't that great, Adam? I don't Steve, I don't think you uh you did very good. Really? I think you did okay. Oh, that's a passing grade. It it you know goes what, you know exactly what with the type of student I was. You know what sucked? The entire fucking segment, guys. Both of you. Why did nobody correct me? Both that of it us. You. How did Both nobody correct me that it wasn't forty? How was I you bad? Were bad? You did the best you could. Yeah. How, how did? How you, dare you? How did you Sorry. not tell me that it was it was twenty years and four times four plus four times twenty? I had is I'm fucking honest, eighty. I'm too jail by Because Adam was. Uh, how did no one correct me? I've been saying the wrong. Adam thing was like, laughing midway through. I'm like, why are we doing? Adam, this? I got to do a waistband thing check for like twenty minutes. <laughs> I got to do a waistband check on your diaper. <laughs> I, I think you need a little change there, bud. Legs in the air, Adam. Let's go. There are three people in this room and no one could have told me I've been saying the wrong thing for 20 minutes. Well, you were asking me to do math while I was thinking about other stuff. Yeah, and you were asking me to find this interesting. This is on you, Adam. (laughs) This is literally your job. You are an impartial third party to this conversation, the trivia that we were doing here, and you were no help. We're going to wrap this. You were absolutely no help. What? Ryan Nugent Hopkins over here in the playoffs. Yeah, we're going to wrap this (laughs) At the end of the table there, Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the playoffs. Adam Wilde. We're we're going to wrap this. No, No help. We're gonna wrap this up, baby booze. Uh, <laughs> so let's okay. wrap it up. It's okay. Let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, we know that this week CJ will be on. We're not sure if it's Wednesday or Friday at this point, but we'll tweet that out. Of course, we want to make sure CJ's had a chance to listen to management. And if Brendan Shanahan is speaking Wednesday, well, then CJ can't be on on Wednesday, can he? Mm. I don't think if I'm if I'm being honest with you, I don't know if Brendan Shanahan speaks again as a member of the Leafs organization, but we'll see. Damn. We'll see. Uh, here, just to... Um, for, no, I'm just gonna press it. stop. The, the, no, the button's already oh, rolling. It's, it's, no, I, no. Can't, I can't hit the button. Jesse, so, title of the episode, stand Masturbatory Schadenfreude. No. <laughs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at 
Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.